Hey, Luke. What's up, bro? What's the difference between YouTube and watching TV? I don't know. Four hours later, you're sitting there watching a tutorial of how to talk to a giraffe. This week on Another Digital Citizen, we'll be talking about news from the week and another digital review of Transformers The Last Night, our top five YouTube channels, and Big Brother, UK, week three. This is Another Digital Citizen. This is a podcast meant to encourage logic through stupidity and chaos. A podcast meant to incite discussion between friends, enemies, countries, and religions. This is a podcast for us. For the digital world. Welcome, citizen. Gentlemen, and welcome to woohoo episode woo-hoo, nine woo-hoo, zero. Woo-hoo. That means woo-hoo, we are doing woo-hoo, episode 90. 90. Woo-hoo. Hey, Luke. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. 90 shows. Mm hmm. You think anybody else gets the gimmick of that every 10 shows you do the woohoo thing? Or is is that just... I have no clue. (laughs) I guess they do now, because I just pointed it out, but... Yeah, thank you for that. Uh, I have a question for you. Uh, Since uh, you're a big fan of uh, TNA Impact Wrestling... Oh yeah, I never watch it, so that, yeah. Yeah. You are, of course, going to watch uh, Slammiversary 15 this weekend. Can't wait. Yeah, I will not be watching that. Yeah, it'll be good. <laughs> I'm going to be out of town watching other better wrestling, so it's fine. Okay, but listen to this card. Because, I mean, I found it. So, why not? It's Lashley uh, against uh, Alberto Del Betron. For the unification match between the Impact World Wrestling Heavyweight Championship and the Global Force Global Championship. What a match. That's the main event. Okay. Uh, All right. Yep. I didn't know the Global Force title was still even a thing, but okay. (laughs) Is it a little sad? Like, I I think I'm the one that... uh, uh, of the two of us, I'm the one that last saw TNA, and I I was I was talking to Bill, uh, hi Bill, uh, the other uh, weekend we were talking a little about this because it's this weekend, 
and he was like, I really hope you're not going to watch this live. And I was like, no. <laughs> like, I, I stay awake uh, like to four in the morning for a WWE uh, uh, pay-per-view called uh, Payback. But I would never ever stay awake to four in the morning to watch Slammiversary. Never. Ever. It's kind of sad. Uh, well, it's just they passed that point of no return when they changed uh, stations like five times in a year. So, whatever. Yeah, they they it's they so never sad. tried to retool anything, and so they've lost at least me. And I watched for years and years. So, yeah. But here's the sad part. Like, uh, I don't know if I've told you this before, but the first wrestling match I saw in my entirely life was a TNA match. Like, my friend was into TNA and he showed me TNA and that was uh, the way I got into wrestling. Sure. Isn't that so strange? I, like, I, it's so it's so, it's so filled with nostalgic uh, uh, feelings for me. But when it got to the point, like, I, I, I can count on one hand how many TNAs I've seen the two last, uh, two last years. I think I've seen two TNAs. I think I saw the last Slamversary, then I saw an episode, like a random episode, because I was going to be on that wrestling show. And it was my first time there, so I was kind of jokingly, like, just making a review of a random wrestling show, so I chose TNA because I know that Bill doesn't watch it. And that is, like, the the, the, the two last years, uh, that's, uh, well, the last two years, uh, the last year, sorry, uh, that's the two episodes I've seen. And it's so sad when I think about it, well, when I got into wrestling, it was so good, it was so good. I, I felt like TNA was Bounds and leaps before WWE. Like I remember, I remember the first time I, I for example, I saw AJ Styles. AJ Styles was huge in DNA when I was getting into it, or Samoa Joe, and and then they go and like make that silly storyline with Aces and Eights, for example. Like, did you watch at that time? Sure. When Aces and Eights were big, yeah. Like, even that was kind of funny and kind of, like, stu- we watched it because it was stupidly funny. But now they came, like, TNA Anthem or whatever, what it's called. I have no interest in it. I I, 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 I have absolutely Nobody no interest Nobody has any interest in it, bro. And in fact, you've done a five-minute soliloquy and everybody has turned this podcast off because you're talking about TNA, probably. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it it makes me a little nostalgic on this. Well, I live month. through WCW, so you like yeah. There's like a, one level, and then there's WCW, which mm-hmm. is like the disappointment level of a, an, over nine thousand. So yeah, um, it's TNA. It's it'll be gone eventually, just not anytime soon. So it's just yeah, it's like. The dying person that never dies. You're just like waiting, and you're like, oh, you just give up eventually, and you leave. Yeah. 
But it it it's so so strange for me because I've been thinking like today, especially when we doing this scientist show. It's like we're ten episodes from a hundred shows. I am I'm, I'm I I I think about uh, like hundreds shows ago how how different even wrestling was at that time. I mean, we didn't have the Daniel Bryan area yet when we started doing our wrestling reviews. And what on small, this show? Small... No, it has not been that long for. No, but that uh, he ended his 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 career around when we started another digital since nothing. Uh, it was before that he ended it. I'm sure. Was it? Yeah. Um, okay. Because we did the Daniel Bryan book on. Let's oh yes, Talk we did. More. So yeah, I know you're incredibly right. off actually, but yeah, I am. Incredible, yeah, yeah. So let's talk about something else that I'm incredible wrong about. I'm pretty sure. Uh, some United Kingdom politics. Uh, Theresa May, uh, what happened with her this week, Luke? Uh, right, we talked last week about her trying to strike a deal with the DUP to make a majority government, and it didn't look like it was going to happen because they wanted like a billion dollars. I think they wanted more than that. I, I remember them wanting like three billion, but I think they made a billion dollar deal to give the the DUP uh, assistance and other things uh, over over a period of n- a number of years. They'll get a billion dollars out of this um, for the ten DUP uh, seat holders to join with uh, the conservative party. To make a majority government, meaning Theresa May will basically be the prime minister, uh, kind of in name only because nobody trusts her. Right. But uh, yeah, that's that happened this week. So, and uh, the DUP is the Democratic Unionite Party. U- Unionist. Unionized? Yeah, party. Which we talked a lot. I about love last that week, we, so. we we take this from BBC and the headline is. Uh, uh, Theresa May's DUP Tory deal criticized as shabby and reckless. <laughs> well, she's just love, kind of trying to that. maintain her power, even when she's right. joining forces with some a group that obviously she, well, maybe she does, but uh, according to her policy, she doesn't believe anything they believe, but she's just doing it to maintain power and giving a billion dollars to them. So it's like, this is really... Uh, you're just doing this to maintain your power. You don't really care about uh, the policies that these people are going to bring into the into the fold. You know what I mean? It's like it's sad, kind of, that uh, to maintain their power, they're willing to go against their own beliefs. But like I said, who knows? Maybe she doesn't. Maybe she believes everything they believe. She just doesn't talk about it. So maybe talking about politics, Yelena uh, Sanch. Uh... I am really looking forward to his new documentary, by the way. Uh, I don't think I've talked a little uh, about it, but uh, he's coming out with a documentary, uh, or not him is coming about uh, a documentary around him called Risk. Have you heard about this? No. Okay. Uh, and uh, it's a filmmaker. Uh, it's the same filmmaker that. Um, oh! Uh, she made uh, another documentary. She called Laura Porades or something like that. And and uh, and, uh, and she's and, making uh, a documentary about him. 
yes. Yeah. And uh, and uh, I'm really looking forward to see that. But uh, uh, Julian Assange said uh, more or less that uh, he thinks the Democratic Party is doomed. Well, I'll go into the exact says, quote. It says, "Yes, uh, this is from a twit longer post So he, on his Twitter. Uh, the Dem- Democratic establishment has vortexed the party's narrative, uh, uh, narrative energy into hysteria, hysteria about Russia, uh, a what? state with a lower GDP than South Korea. It is star- starkly <laughs> obvious that were it not for the hysteria insurgent narrative of the type promoted by Bernie Sanders, uh, 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 if it weren't for the hysteria insurgent of narratives of the type promoted by Bernie Sanders, would uh, Bernie Sanders would rapidly dominate the party's base and its relationship with the public. Without the we-didn't-lose-Russia-won narrative, the party's elite and those who exist under its patronage would be purged from uh, being electorally, uh, for being electorally incompetent and ideologically passé. Uh, the collapse of the Democratic vote over the last eight years at every level, city, state, congressional, and presidential. So, and I, I also like that uh, uh, Assange finished by calling the foundation of a new party. The Democratic base should move to uh, start a new party since the party either show no signs that they will give up power. And I love that. I think that's so freaking right. Yep. Uh, I know there are some people out there trying, but it's harder than you would think in America because there's a certain, even in, if you were to start a new party, you have to get a certain percentage of vote to get federal funding and to get that federal funding, you have to be in a vote. So even if in two years, uh, a new party was started, if it, it's ne- it, uh, during just a regular, um, midterm election, it's not going to get enough votes to get federal funding. And then once we get to the presidential election, that party will be, it'll be way under the Democrats or Republicans still. It would take 10 or 15, maybe more years to get a new party going like that, uh, just right. due to that that kind of stuff. I mean, the, the argument against that would be, well, look at Bernie Sanders. He, look how much money he got from voters um, just from direct donations. You know what I mean? Uh, I think that would be the right. idea of if you were going to start a new party, you would do that, but. That's harder than people would think. You would need somebody like a Bernie Sanders that people believe in and are willing to back and give that kind of money to. So, yeah, that's the hard part. And by the way, this director, uh, she made Citizen Four from t- uh, 2014 about Edward Snowden that won an Oscar. Right, that was that's a good why. movie. Yeah, it was really a good movie. And that's why, why I'm really looking forward to that new movie. She obviously has but, a... Uh, uh, type of movie she's going for right she does uh but hey uh this uh, talking about politics uh let's get everything that has to do with politics i found this paul uh you were uh you were linking to something i never ever heard about well it's because it's brand new and nobody's heard about it except for fourth times right heard about this well it's the it's the newspaper for the american air force that's why mm-hmm. I got it off of here because you're not going to see this news like in NBC or a- like on ABC or Fox or anything like that. This is something a little more within the 
uh, military spectrum, you know what I mean? But it also has to do with uh, the budget as far as the, the U.S. budget because they're asking to spend tons and tons of money on this. Uh, but yeah, go ahead into what it is, bro. Yeah, some lawmakers uh, want uh, the Air Force uh, to create a space corp. Uh, and that's because they want to help the military uh, answer threats in space. Answer kind of threats funny. in space. That's right. <laughs> it's kind of funny. I like that. Yeah, because, I mean, you've seen the documentary uh, Aliens, for example. We need to be prepared. Right, that Independence so. Day, that documentary. Mm-hmm. That was a good Independence. one. Yeah. Um, it says here... Uh, As reported by the Air Force Times, sister publication Defense News says, We are convinced that the Department of Defense is unable to take the measures necessary to address these challenges, talking about threats from space, effectively Mm -hmm. and decisively, or even recognize the nature and scale of its problems. (laughs) Thus, Congress has stepped in. Like, wait a second. Are we talking about aliens right now or not? Because it really sounds like it. What problems? <laughs> right. Are we talking about what? asteroids? Or <laughs> are we talking about like, are we talking about having bad satellite reception when you're trying to get like, when your cell phone won't connect in certain areas of the country? Like, I don't understand what these <laughs> things are there because they don't really mention what it is, but it says that even the Department of Defense uh, can't recognize the nature or scale of its problems. Um, that really sounds like aliens to me. Does that not sound like aliens? Yeah. uh, It can't recognize the nature of the the problem? Right. I think it's kind of funny because, like, on on the Air Force times, you can leave comments. And uh, uh, Greg Neville said, Space is where all our money should go. Not $45 million dollar dollar fighters i don't even know what that is re- in a reference to i don't hmm. <laughs> so yeah this is uh like fro said uh it it would be a separate thing from the air force uh, a separate it would be like a whole Good. new branch of the military called the space yeah. corps uh mm-hmm. and right now the air force uh has they're the ones that are covering space defense, I guess. Uh, so the Air Force has been doing that, but these right. congressmen and lawmakers are saying they want to uh, give money to create a new core of the ar- of the armed services just dedicated to taking care of space. Um, what was that documentary called with, with the really big uh, critters that came to Earth and we fought them? I have no that idea. It looked like giant, uh, 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 not spiders, but uh, crickets. Uh, I know what you're talking about. Starship Troopers? Starship Troopers, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much what they're talking about here is like Starship Troopers, Space Corps. Yep. Uh, yep. Where wait. was I? Oh, right. A lot of people are saying that basically what this is, this is all just kind of a trick to reroute money to the uh, 
military industrial complex and weapons manufacturers oh. of America. <laughs> so basically they're just creating this new thing so that they can uh, take taxpayer money and give it to their uh, weapon building buddies is what that a lot of people are thinking what this really is. But unless the, mm. unless they know something about aliens, we don't. I, I would say that's probably a better explanation about what's going on here. I think it's a conspiracy. <laughs> oh. Remember when we talked about that Hollywood thing? That, uh, 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 that uh, uh, theory that uh, they made movies because uh, they're uh, trying to get us to understand that we are really soon doing something different. Like that conspiracy right. that uh, was talking about. Like every movie is is uh, protection for for uh, for things to come. Right. What was that called? I don't even remember what the name of it, of the conspiracy theory was. Uh, uh, I don't know. I have to look it but up. But yeah, it reminds me of this. <laughs> it reminds me a lot of this. Uh, hey. I don't know. I. I I think it's more, um, it has more to do with, like, uh, them just kind of spending taxpayer money wherever they want, I think, in my mind, but, uh, I guess, me, if you're talking about Starship Troopers being, like, a precursor to them wanting to do this, uh, maybe that could be true, you know what I mean? Like, they made Starship Troopers because they knew one day they were going to have to make Space Corp, core. And they were like, oh, we got better get ready <laughs> for people to, like, get, um, you know, you have to, uh, in America, you have to sign a thing when you're, like, 18 that, that for the Army that says, uh, I'm, you can register me or whatever, uh, if there's a, if there's a draft, which we don't have draft here, right. but they would probably, that would, this whole Space Corps thing would probably be in- included in that. So, yeah, that, it is a little interesting, <laughs> but I think uh, predictive programming. That was what it was called. Yes. That was what it was. <laughs> Hey, when you come to Norway, uh, one of those uh, days, uh, what uh, are the things you want to see when you come to Norway? Like, do you know Do you know if we have anything famous in Norway that you want to see? I mean, Other the only thing I know that's really famous is that one giant cliff face that everybody takes pictures on top of. Right. Sprekestorne. Right. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the fjords, obviously, people say those are nice. And then po- a polar bear, obviously. Of course. And a moose. Yeah. <laughs> and a moose. <laughs> uh, did you know that we had a penis rock? <laughs> I didn't until this week. But Me neither. I've seen a picture of it at least before. Either. I don't know if it 100% looked like a penis to me, but that's fine. I don't think it. Uh, well, it has been vandalized. Oh, someone destroyed the penis truck, uh, and it's pretty good vandalized. But what I think is kind of weird, funny. Uh, why are they using money on this hashtag? They are using nineteen thousand pounds. On a vandalized penis. I have no clue what that is in dollars. You know? Uh, I know it's 160,000 kroners. I don't know how much it <laughs> yes. is in dollars. <laughs> it is 160,000 kroners. But uh, yeah, 
Uh, and uh, because they oh, want... here it is, twenty-four thousand five hundred U.S. dollars. Whew, that's a lot of money. But uh, yeah, they they want to erect the penis again. <laughs> they want to re-erect it, right? Yep. I don't know how the hell you're going to get that thing up there and then attach it. This is all sounding Uh, really bad about a penis, but, like... Super blue? Right, exactly. What are they going to do? Like, (laughs) put, put like, some Bondo on there and, like, connect, reconnect it? Like, this isn't, like, a vase that got hit by a baseball that came through the window, you know what I mean? It's a gigantic, like, three or four ton rock. Like, it's huge. Oh... But why use? Oh, I don't understand this. Like, it's a thing. I I, I understand if you really want to use nineteen thousand pounds on something. I have many other suggestions than erecting a penis rock. <sighs> I know what they're doing. They are filling the hole with VR grand pudding. <laughs> 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 that is what they're doing. Oh. It says yeah, they think that yeah. somebody drilled holes into the penis. Uh, so I guess uh, maybe they were going for a piercing. They're going to have like a Prince Albert <laughs> on the end of it or something. And that caused uh, it to weaken and fall. But yeah, if you go find pictures of this, it is a pretty massive rock. Really, to me, it looks like it could have just fallen by itself. Because I don't think they're a hundred percent sure somebody actually vandalized it but yeah right troll penis troll penis hey let's watch the video what are we going to watch the video right so i saw this uh kind of it goes with the internet we're doing youtube top youtube channels later and this guy i guess is a youtube star is what i'm to understand uh and also instagram model i've never heard of him but he apparently thinks he's famous. You'll see that in the video. But this guy named Christian Burns, who's apparently an Instagram model, and he's, you know, uh, some of those Instagram models make pretty good money. You know what I mean? Okay. And this was at VidCon this year, so this week it happened. And he uh, kind of, he went off on a security guard, I guess you could say. Uh, and okay. he said some things that, are kind of telling about um, the different classes of people in America. So go ahead and give us a countdown for it. Okay. I've never seen this video before, so this is going to be interesting. Oh, it's going to be hard. Uh, one second. It'll be hard to hear like what he's saying, but there are subtitles. Okay. So I'll just kind of say the important stuff in the subtitles so people out there can hear it. So go ahead, Fro. Right. In three, two, one, play. Okay, there's kind of like oh. security trying to stop all these people from getting into the building, obviously. I have a lot more listen. I have a lot more money, so listen to me. That's what he says. You're not famous, you're irrelevant, and you're ugly. That's what he says. To, he's talking to the security guard right now. For some reason. And he says, dude, you're ugly as fuck. I don't give a shit about you, dude. You're an ugly piece of shit. What? You're irrelevant. Go kill yourself. He says. Get the fuck 
And the security guard's just laughing at him. He calls him a peasant. Yep. You make no money. What are you wearing? You're disgusting. Kill yourself. Yeah. Oh. The security guards are both just laughing at him like, you're a fucking idiot. Wow, what a nice asshole. He says, you're ugly as fuck, you're irrelevant, and you make no money. That's what he says to the security guard. And then some people in the crowd are like, wow, you're really cool, that's so awesome for you doing that. And other people in the crowd are like, hey, that's not cool, dude. I guess this is him, he got into the building now. And now the security guards are like, yeah, get the hell out of here, we don't want you here. And this guy has like a burn on his neck, the security guard, and now... This guy is making fun of the burn on the security guard's neck, and he's calling Ooh. him ugly. What the douchebag? <laughs> yeah. What a total douchebag. That happened this week on the internet, so <laughs> that guy is Holy a shit, complete idiot. I know there's a response video out from both uh, the security guard yeah. and the uh, the guy who did it. If you go to whatever christian burns i know he has like i think it's like less than two minute video which i haven't watched yet but I'll, i'm definitely go see it after this uh, i just found this video like yesterday or the day before so i haven't had a chance to do the rest of the research on it but i saw it and i was like we're doing youtube this week and this would be a good video to cover because uh yeah i mean it just shows like how some people feel like when if they make more money than you or whatever they feel that they're in a higher upper class from where you are, how they will treat people. And this is really how people think, you know what I mean? Like just uh, this guy is an Instagram model. He probably makes a bit of money, but he doesn't make money. Like really, really rich people. Imagine what really, really rich people think about security guards and people who work regular jobs. If that's what this guy thinks. Oh my gosh. Well, we usually end the news with the video, but we didn't this week because we have some, fun and kind of hilarious uh maybe a little inspiring as well yeah uh mcdonald's news this is from six uh cbn uh six in albany i think it's albany uh, new york and, yeah yes and uh it says kind act spreads to 167 drivers at indiana mcdonald's this is a drive-thru so, a customer's act of kindness uh, at the sun southern Indiana McDonald's sparked a chain reaction of niceness in the drive through line. Hunter... <laughs> I love I love his name. Hunter Hostler? <laughs> I think it's Hostedler. <laughs> is that real? Hostedler? Hostedler. He's a cashier at, at uh, McDonald's in uh, Scottsburg. About 50 miles north at Louisville, Kentucky, he said that the older woman waiting in restaurant drive through Sunday decided to pay uh, for the big order at board uh, uh, order of a man with uh, four children in a van behind her. Hostler said that uh, she asked him to tell the man Happy Father's Day. Aww. And then drove away. The kind gesture prompted the man to pay uh, for the two, two cars behind him, and the generous generosity eventually spread to 167 cars by the closing time. 
That is fucking amazing. Yeah, uh, like people were just paying for each other's meals. Like that it must have been hours amazing. of people paying for each other's meals. 167 cars. Whoa. That's a lot. That is amazing. Right. So this was obviously last week, but I thought I I, I kind of missed it, and I thought it was a cool story, so I added it in here. But obviously, it happened on Father's Day uh, last week. But I thought it was a cool story, and like it reminded me. What's that movie? Pa- Pass it forward. Is that the name of the movie? I can't remember. Yeah, Pass it forward. Yes. Right. Yes. That whole idea of like uh, this one lady did this thing, and she did, she probably was just thinking about that guy. You know what I mean? But right. over time, it like spread to probably over 300 people you know uh, well yeah but you imagine there's probably two or three people in each car maybe sometimes so 300 people maybe uh were affected by this one act of kindness thought that was cool so good hey i was uh saying that you should come to europe uh to see uh penis rock uh tron is going to tell the truth about americans please come to europe this is Tron where Tron tells the truth. Today I, I think I'm gonna stay on a positive message. And I'm gonna give you some good news. Good news or better opportunities. Because of the six months of President special needs, you need some good news. And I know you liberals and um, progressive of the United States don't don't gonna do a shit with your election system anyway. So I'm gonna give you some opportunities. Well, it's happened that Europeans are getting fewer and fewer. Yes, people in Europe don't get as many babies as they used to do. That means in the future we will need more people. And that's where you Americans comes in. Because you can come here to Europe. What can we offer you? Well, we can offer you single-payer healthcare. That's for starters. Cheap universities. And people with brains. Yes. Here in Norway, we had a Republican party, a party like who wanted the country to rule by God. But you know how, how much they got during the election? 0.6%. People don't want shit like that here. We have libraries, we have universities for free. Yes, for free. And our communist is still blooming like all. Oh. Well, not cannot any American just come to Norway. But there are some alternatives. We have a quote of 10,000 people who can come here each year. If you marry a Norwegian, you can come here. But the best is if you are, are of Irish descent. Yes, if your grandmother or grandfather or even early that was an Irish, you can go to the you can get an Irish passport. An Irish passport give you opportunities to travel and work in all of Europe well yes there are more I have Germany they have student programs if you will live if you, you can get your studies for free if you want to live there for five years and who want who not well you have to learn German that is not easy but holy shit party bear nightclubs you have it all and again free health care if you want to live in Trump fuckland with all this trailer park shit and white supremacists, go on. If you are tired of mega churches, conservative assholes and gun nuts, Europe must be the place for you. Well, there are some fuck-ups in Poland and Hungary and, yeah, 
some economical problems in Italy, Spain, and so on, but things are getting better. We got a pro progressive president in France right now, and things are look going much better in Britain, where liberals and socialists are heading, marching on. And in Ireland, yes, in Ireland, the country of capitalism, you soon get a gay prime minister. So, for everybody out there, come to Europe and let the conservative shit over rot in hell. This was Tron with Tron Tells the Truth. That was uh, Tron Telling the Truth about Americans that should come to Europe and see what we are doing right and wrong. There are many things wrong about Europe as well. Uh, we have an email address. It's Another digital citizen at gmail.com. Another digital citizen at gmail.com. Have we got any emails this week? Uh, no. Not that I, I looked this morning, so no. Okay. We also have a Facebook page. It's called Another Digital Citizen, and we are on Facebook. Invite your friends. Invite your friends. We've done 90 shows. If you listen to this, you like it, invite your friends. Right, and if about uh, you don't want to email us or whatever, you can send us a Facebook message or post it up on the wall or whatever. So, yeah. Dude. Uh, have you watched anything on TV this week? Uh, yeah, actually, I'm going to go back a little bit to our McDonald's drive through because uh, I just remembered something for, that happened to me this week. Oh. Remember last week, chicken okay. sa free chicken sandwich? Remember that? Yes, yes. I was I went to the lumber yard this week um, to get some supplies, <laughs> lumber, different things. Sorry, sorry. Yes. And I was outside. I don't, I don't know like, why I find the lumber, lumber, lumber yard, yard funny. So funny. Yeah, I know. Look, uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's the it's the. I, I think I know why. It's uh, it's that the um, uh, Monty Python song. I'm a lumberjack, and that's okay. Yes. And I'm okay. Exactly. Yeah, right. It I'm is. okay. Yes. That's classic, for sure. Yes. I was at the lumber yard, and I go outside, and there's like little food food carts outside, and I go to get what? a sandwich, and their computers didn't work, so I got a free chicken sandwich. <laughs> yeah. No what? joke. Again, this week, second free chicken sandwich, because their computers didn't work. I, this time I was using a debit card, so they couldn't run my debit card, but yep. Free barbecue chicken sandwich again this week. I thought it was weird. Uh, but yeah, TV. I Let's see, what did I watch this week? Um, I finished Who's the Boss, finally. Um, okay. I kind of actually like the ending. Uh, the whole series, you're expecting them to get married, and in the end, they really don't actually get married. But they do it in a pretty interesting way. Uh, this has been kind of, in my mind, people have said for a long time that this is like one of the worst TV shows endings ever. Because uh, mm. the last season, like, the ratings went off a cliff. But uh, it was bad, but not as bad as I was expecting, maybe. What else did I see? Uh, they started... Worst ending ever on the show, by the way. It's not Lost. It's not Seinfeld. It's Roxanne. <laughs> uh, maybe Alf. Um... Yeah, oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, Street Out... Uh, actually, when I think about it, it may have gotten bumped by uh, Outsiders, because that was a weird really? ending as well. Um, yeah, but that that wasn't really ending, though, because they were thinking, 
they were thinking they were going to do more, so it's not really ending ending. Sure. It was that it was so weird. It like made it so strange. Like if you watch it in a few years, people will be like, "What the hell? What kind of ending is this?" <laughs> uh, Street Outlaws, New Orleans, which is like the spin-off show Street Outlaws, yeah, got its second season. I did not yeah. think this show was going to come back because it's not very good. It's not a g- great show. Uh, the ra- the, ca- the the original is definitely better. Right, the car racing's good. But the characters oh. in the New Orleans version aren't interesting. Yeah. And they're not good not at talking on the mic when they're doing the interview pieces. No. So it really no. kind of, like, that part destroys it. But you said you saw this this week? Yeah. What would you think? No, it's horrendous. I I uh, I saw... I, I, I watched this mainly because I know you watch it. And also, I like the original. I like the original. The original is really good. But but New Orleans is so freaking boring. I uh, it's like the street racing is amazing. It's maybe even better than the original. But maybe the, the the characters here is just oh yeah, and it's the way they portray the characters as well. Like they do a bad job it's... of kind of showing you who they are. They show you yeah. who they are, but it feels very stale and produced. Yeah. Um... Let's see what else. Uh, Nobody's uh, the that TV Land show. I think it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, it got it had its finale this week. It had a really funny ending as well. Very good ending. Uh, I have like, that on my list of uh, shows. I should. See. You need to catch up on right because I know you watched a few yeah. the first few episodes, but the end the very last episode yeah. it kind of wraps the whole show back around and the ending. The whole oh. the whole series. Is made for the one joke at the end of the show. That's what I'll say. Not to ruin anything, but okay. Uh, it, cool. uh, it's very funny how they made a whole TV show for kind of one joke. But um, and then the very last thing, which everybody's talking about, I don't know if you saw this this week. Glow was on Netflix. Yep, I have that on my list. Have you seen it? I saw all ten episodes in two days. Me it too. It was pretty amazing. <laughs> it is fucking. Really good. It's so good. And, I mean, we're going to be biased because we like wrestling, maybe, but this is also just a really well-put-together show, and Mark Barron is fucking really good. I mean, I've seen his other shows. so funny. uh, Maron was an all-right show, but he plays himself, so it's kind of like, oh, he's just being himself. But this character, he really, really worked... um, as far as being kind of being himself, but also being the character, I think it, I don't know. I just never thought of him as, as um, that much of an actor, I guess. But he was really good in this. So he portrays the best asshole in the world. I mean, I fucking love Haken. He's so atrociously assholey, and it's so freaking. Amazing! I think he's the big uh, uh, star of the show, even even bigger than the main 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 character. Like I liked her, I did, but but uh, I uh, I I I fucking love him. He's such a good actor. Yeah, yes. he definitely takes the cake for uh, the the acting um, chops. I guess we'd say in the show. Like there, other people that the acting maybe is not a hundred percent spot on, but. The show is a little um, contrived, I guess. 
in the way that uh, it's trying to be one thing. Like, I guess maybe I went into it expecting it to be something different than it is, because I didn't know it was okay. going to be, like, this fake story of how Glow started. I thought it was going to be more like... Um, a documentary? No, I thought it was going to be more like a story, but around, uh, around Glow, like, as it was already happening. Not, like, the build-up ah. to it. So that part, okay. I felt like a little... Maybe I felt it was a little contrived because none of it's real. Like this, not not. It's not oh. like based on a true story. So maybe that's oh. why I felt oh. that way a little bit. But overall, I'd re- recommend it to pretty much anybody. I think. Um, Definitely. I think ladies might enjoy the show maybe more than some of my guy friends, because mm-hmm. it's. I think it ske- probably skews towards ladies a little more. Don't you? Well, definitely. Uh, but you uh, also have wrestling in there, which guys, uh, mo- yes. lots of guys like wrestling. And you have naked Alice and Brie, so there's that. Oof. I mean, there's Ooh, la, la. Uh, there's that to add into it. Um, a lot of la- lovely ladies. A lot of nudity in this. Uh, a lot more than I was expecting, nudity. for sure. Yes! I was like, the first episode I saw, I was like, Why they're walking around naked all the time in this show. <laughs> and that's that the first episode is uh, like after gym like training and things like they were like taking off their clothes and I was like ooh la la yes but yeah I would give this uh, series uh, eight and a half out of ten what would you rate it sure that sounds about right um yeah there's a lot of good cameos in there from different wrestlers oh, Carlito so many good... what Johnny Mundo yeah. Alex Riley yep. Christopher yep. Daniels was in there I know when they were doing the wrestling yep. match, like I think Christopher Daniels and somebody else were like the only people that actually like kind of wrestled, like did a real wrestling right. match in the show. But, um, those were cool to see the, and then the whole, the whole thing of it, uh, being, uh, in, in that time period, they did a good job of maintaining well, yeah. the look and the style, the 80 stylized, um, attire and things like that. So yeah, overall it was really, wait for really s- good. I was not exp- I was Wait. expecting to not like the show when I went into it to be really? honest. So, yeah. Oh. Can't wait for season 2. It's going to be really good. Uh shows that you don't watch but I do. Preacher started again this week. Uh two episodes. Uh I'm still confused why I'm watching it. So that's why I will continue watching it. It's so I funny guess. that they have like a talking preacher like <laughs> you know, the talking dead or whatever. They have one of those shows uh, and they're trying to make it feel like they, they want it to be that show that like everybody's talking about. Not. I saw or nobody talking about it this week and no, it was no, the first, no. like nobody on any social media or anywhere else. No. Like I didn't see most people that would be talking about it that I know were talking about glow. So I, 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 I think this is getting atrociously bad ratings as well. Because it's it's not really like I'm watching it because I watched all of season one, and I'm a stupid mofo uh, that needs to get to know what's happening. Because they're like like I said uh, of season one. Season one is a roller coaster of shit. It's really good episodes, then really bad episodes, then really good episodes. Then really bad episodes. Then it's really atrocious episodes. Then it's really atrocious, atrocious episodes. Then then it gets better again, and then suddenly it goes bad. Like it's 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 a roller coaster of poop, and 
it started out with one good episode and then one really bad episode again. So I was like, yay, here we go again. Roller coaster of poop, yay. Oh. Uh, according to this, I'm seeing the ratings. 1.69 uh, for the first... The, uh, the episode's... Or one day and then the next day, but 1.69 for the first episode rating and 1.3 for the second episode. So maybe not that bad. I mean, it's right around where Raw and SmackDown are getting, but this is the first one, so it's going to go down from there. So. Uh, then I Zombie uh, ended this week, uh, season three, uh, really good season three. I did not uh, enjoy season two as much as this, so I'm uh, glad uh, season three got better because I Zombie season two is really, really hard to get through. Uh, I'm happy that I did, though, because season three was really good. Uh, then I watched Fargo this week. I started on Fargo, I should say. I haven't watched it to the end uh, quite yet. But this is so fucking good. Uh, and uh, look, you're going to love Fargo when you get to it. You, you, it reminds me of so many other shows that you like. Mm-hmm. Someday. You just get, when yeah. it's over, I'll probably get to it. That's probably when I'll watch yeah, it. But you know that every season is uh, different, right? Like American Horror Zero Story. Oh, um, I might not like it, that then. I don't like those kind of shows like that, but it's no con. Uh, okay, uh, let me say it. Okay, it was a bad example. It's more like uh, uh, we had the American Crime Story, O.J. Simpson, and next season we are going to have American Crime Story. That's the exact same example, but yeah, I don't. I'm not 100 percent into those kind of shows, but I'll see someday once it's over. You can skip season two, <laughs> but season one is really good. And season three is really good. <laughs> yeah, that's what I watched on TV. Let's go to our main topic. Main topic of the night. Uh, our main topic is our top five YouTube channels. And oh my gosh, I had so much trouble making a top five. Uh, I have so many <laughs> I wanted to take with me. But let's start with your number five. Right, this should go pretty quick. We'll do our honorable mentions afterwards, but since we only have me and Fro here, we should go pretty quick. Uh, my number five... Well, some, some info about about them as well, what it's about. Oh, it's obviously. Like yeah. Right. Uh, number five that I picked, Beard Meets Food. Good one. Have you ever seen this channel? Yeah. <laughs> um... It's with a, a British guy, and he has a giant beard, and he eats a lot mm -hmm. of food. That's why it's called Beard Meets Food, but he's kind of, he's a competitive eater, but it's also kind of a, I would say, comedy channel, because he does a lot of comedy bits, um, and it's also kind of a vlog channel, because he also does some vlogs on there, so it's a little, there's mm -hmm. a little bit of everything, that's, I kind of like the, those kind of YouTube channels that aren't just kind of one thing, all, all at the same time, but his main thing he does is, like, food challenges, and he eats, what, like 10 to 12 pounds of food sometimes in one sitting. It's pretty amazing to see. Uh, I, I think I found this guy from this t from this podcast. 
uh, when we did our, um, we did competitive eating, like, in episode, what, like, 10 or something way back when? And yeah, I, back- I found this guy when I was doing research about that, and ever since then, he's kind of gotten bigger and bigger on YouTube, uh, and he's now up to a lot of viewers, and, um... I'd say his production quality over the last, whatever, year, two years since we did that um, has gone up exponentially. I would recommend it. Beard meets food. Cool. My number five is Collider. Uh, Collider is on the surface a normal uh, YouTube channel with reviews. They have uh, something called the Jedi Console about Star Wars movies. They have TV news uh, uh, podcasts more or less divided to TV news that I like. Uh, they have movie talk on there, but that's not why <laughs> they are on my list because they also have something really, really funny, and it's called Movie Trivia Show Schmodown. Schmodown. The Schmodown Movie Trivia. And I watch hours of this. Uh, it's competing uh, teams and pa- fractions and people that you get to know and love because you watch a lot of those videos when you just do it. It's competing in movie knowledge. And I find it so extremely interesting. And that's why they are my number five. So Collider News, Collider, or Collider Videos, it's called. All right, yeah, we got to get that right so people know how to find it. Um, Yeah, Collider Videos. I guess my number four. My number four, uh, if you are on our YouTube page, look up another digital citizen on uh, Facebook, I guess. I mean, Mm -hmm. if you're on our Facebook page, you'll have seen this, the Jimmy Dore Show, which I post Occasionally, when he has some good stuff, I'll post it on my page or I'll post it on our Facebook page. And its I would kind of describe it as the YouTube version of those kind of news comedy shows. So he's a stand-up comedian, so there are comedy bits on his channel, but it also has a lot to do with news. And he uh, his channel is run by the Young Turks. It's called Young... Uh, wow. If you look at it at the top, it says TYT Comedy. So he's working with the Young Turks, and he does news bits, and um, he has just interesting opinions on people. He has comedians that go on the show. Uh, I saw one whole interview, like 30-minute interview he did with the one of the guys from Mystery Science Theater uh, 3000, the original, not the new one, uh, where he did like a 30-minute interview with him about politics, which I thought was interesting. Mm. So, And he's a Bernie supporter. And then the guy from Mystery Science Theater was a Hillary supporter, and they did a kind of little debate about it. So, and but they're both comedians, so it made it fun. And it that it I would say it's better than, in my opinion, like Stephen Colbert or something like that, where they joke about the news in a way where they're trying to kind of get an agenda across. This guy gives actual information on the news and then jokes about it. In I guess is different it uh, is the difference between those two, but I really like it. The Jimmy Dore Show, my number four. Cool. Uh, I've uh, uh, done this list uh, a little, uh, maybe not different than uh, Luke did, but I have uh, 
if they are under the same, uh, well, if the main channel has brands underneath them, uh, because they have uh, known for this main channel, I'm go also going to talk about the uh, uh, underneath channels. Uh, if you understand what I mean, one of uh, I don't know if that 100% counts, but just do the one that's the main one, and then just say, "Oh, these are the other ones that are connected to it." Yeah. Right. And uh, the main main one is WatchMojo.com. Uh, if you like top ten lists, and if you don't like top ten lists, this is not really <laughs> really. It's like the Buzzfeed of YouTube. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Not I a really fan like over this. here, but. Right. I know. I know you don't like it, but uh, uh, I like Watch Mojo. Uh, because they have a lot of funny lists. Uh, I think one of my my, my uh, uh, funniest were actually one of their newest ones. Uh, top ten video games that should never be adapted to film. <laughs> it's really good. And yeah, they have two uh, underneath channels with them called Miss uh, Mojo. Uh, that I am also subscribed to. That's more like uh, uh, to women. And they also have a junior mojo uh, actually directed at kids. But yeah, watch mojo, my number four. All right, my number three. I had a hard time with my three and two picking, which I, I'm still kind of going back and forth of which one I want to say number three is. <laughs> really? Uh, I think, uh, okay. I'm going to go based on just consistency of uh, how many they put out a week, I guess. Like, my last two, Beard Meets Food, he puts out, like, one or two videos a week. Jimmy Dore Show probably puts out, like, 20 videos a week, maybe more sometimes, oh. depending on how much news there is and things like that. So, I guess the next one I'm going to go with is Red Cow Entertainment. They probably put out two or three videos a week. Uh, mm -hmm. They do comedy bits. They do... Uh, TV and movie reviews. They do cooking, uh, both uh, reviews of cooking like utensils, like barbecue implements and uh, different cooking stuff, or actual cooking tutorials. They also have a podcast that they do on there. So it's a lot of different stuff on one YouTube channel, uh, Red Cow Entertainment. But the main thing I like on there that Fro knows it from, Box Mac, <laughs> which is. Mm. Uh, weekly uh they do it it comes out sunday a weekly show about two guys who make macaroni and cheese and they'll make two or three different types and they'll compare the macaroni and cheeses i believe they've done over 80 episodes something around 85 yeah. 87 episodes of making macaroni and cheese and it is yeah. incredibly hilarious the funny i the mostly the funny like the mac and cheese is kind of, it's a gimmick. It's obviously just a big joke. But they, yeah. the people who are the, the hosts are the funny part because they do a lot of, uh, you know, pop culture references and uh, they make a lot of interesting uh, comments about uh, the mac and cheese or what's going on uh, in pop culture at, at the moment because the rest of the channel is them doing, you know, movie and TV reviews and things like that. So it's, it's a good channel overall. <laughs> Even if you don't like Box Mac, but I really like Box Mac, so. <laughs> Red Cow Entertainment, my number three. I don't understand your fascination with that channel. 
Uh, you but, don't watch yes, Box yes. Mac. You need to go watch some episodes, and you'll be I like, watched, "Oh, I, I get it." Two like two three episodes. I didn't get it. You don't get okay. Sorry. Maybe go Sorry. look up some EJ reviews. Is one of the guy is yeah. a guy named EJ, and he did a whole like Game of Thrones thing. He did a thing on Power the Power Rangers movie. Maybe go check out his things and see if you like his stuff because okay. there's a bunch of other stuff besides Box Mac on the channel, but. My number three is wrestling-related. Yes, here it comes. Steven Larson's Going In Raw. My my number three. It's uh, my favorite uh, wrestling show that I'm not on. <laughs> See what that I did there? Uh, Steven Larson are two funny guys that are really positive to wrestling. Uh, maybe some would say over-positive. Um, and they review everything that has to do with Raw or Rumors or SmackDown or pay-per-views and uh, I really like those guys and they are really funny and entertainment and uh, they also have a podcast you don't need to watch it I watch it, watch it but I'm, I know that you podcast it uh, right, I, I don't even subscribe to their YouTube channel. I just go through iTunes right. for them because right. I'm not as big a fan as you or other people we know. So, right. So Stephen Larson's going in raw. That's my number three. All right, my number two. number two. This is a a channel that I like. The first thing I do in the morning is I'll wake up, whatever, go to the bathroom, take a shower, and then when I sit down to eat breakfast, I'll turn on the computer and I'll watch. Because they put out a daily video. I'll watch their daily video. It's probably one of the first things I do in the morning. Almost every morning. Uh, they have a new video that comes out at least my time, Pacific time, around 10 a.m. So it's right around when I'm <laughs> when I'm waking up and making breakfast and getting ready to start the day, I guess. Um, and that's Braille Skateboarding. Uh, it's a... Skateboarding? It's a skateboarding yeah. page. Uh, okay. Which started out as kind of like a... Um, what's the word for it? Tutorial videos. That's why it's called Braille. Cause it's kind of, uh, giving you the, they're trying to teach you how to skateboard or whatever. And then it right. morphed into this whole other thing because they started making videos called, uh, skate anything or skate everything. I mean, and so there's a whole playlist on there called skate everything where they just take skateboard wheels and they put them on random things like, an iPad or a TV or a cooler or like a broom or a, an entire door, like a wooden door. They just put skateboard wheels on it and go to a skate park and try to skate on a wooden door. Um, and then another channel they have that's called you make it, we skate it where people actually send in different things for them to put wheels on and skate around on. Uh, those are probably the two most interesting ones they do. They have a bunch of other stuff on their channel, but the really it's the most interesting thing is seeing how they make the stuff, how they like actually get the wheels on there. Because if you one, they did a flat screen TV, so how do you drill through mm -hmm. the flat screen TV and get the get the bolts through it and then attach the wheels and make it actually work? And then what tricks uh, they can do on the different um, the different implements, whatever it is, like an Xbox One, they did at one point. They've done an iPad. They done an iPhone. Like, all these different things. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's just interesting and entertaining. And the people who do it, uh, the production value is good, and the 
comedy is pretty good as well. So, wow, that sounds really cool. That was your number two. My number two. My my number two is a big, 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 big shit channel. Uh, and you go go to understand what I'm talking about really soon because it's AfterBuzz TV Uh, AfterBuzz TV is a YouTube channel that has a review of every freaking TV show that is on almost like they have a catfish show they have a uh, iZombie show they have a world of dance show. They have even below the deck or cash rolls or transformers or you get the point. Sure. <laughs> if if it's on TV, they review it. I love TV. I love Afterbus TV. Have you heard about this? No. Uh, I'm not surprised. But uh, yeah, I uh, they're after. Uh, after, uh, like, yeah, there are recap and a review sh- uh, channel, and it's TV galore. If you don't find your TV show here, it's probably not on. Right on. That was your number two. So that's my number two. All right, we're down to number one. Uh, my number yep. one is pretty obvious, I guess, but it's a little different because uh, I think the whole thing is I watch a lot of news on YouTube. And this is probably one of my favorite news places, uh, which is... Can I guess it? Can I guess it? Can sure. I guess it? Is it the Turks? Close. It's TYT Politics. Oh. Which is uh, another channel run by the Young Turks. But this is right. uh, some other people, which the main Young Turks are never on this channel. Um, the great mm. thing about the alternate channels from the Young Turks channels is they'll have differing opinions than the Young Turks, and there's never there never any infights that they're like going, oh, you can't say that because the main show doesn't talk about that or whatever. Right. Jim, the Jimmy, Jimmy Dore show will disagree with things that the Young Turks say, and as same here, the TYT politics stuff, uh, they'll disagree with stuff on the Young Turks and on Jimmy Dore and vice versa. And there's other Young Turks channels, but they don't all try to like agree with each other they all have their own opinions and this one i think is really good and these are the people that broke the story about um donna brazil saying that she uh she denied uh leaking the questions to hillary even though it was in the wikileaks emails this is the channel that got to inter or talked to her about it and she denied it and then weeks later it came out that she actually did it so she denied it to these people and then it came out that she actually did it so they got the scoop kind of and and they got a whole lot of viewers from there but uh it's got jordan sheraton is kind of the main guy on there and he's just a really really good reporter I, he does a lot of really again jordan sheraton okay, okay. and uh, he does a lot of good reporting on things that aren't maybe in the mainstream news like uh the north dakota uh, the access pipeline, he did a whole lot. Like he was one of the only reporters that was actually on the ground there while it was happening. And, uh, he's doing a lot right now about like contaminated water in different cities. So he covers stuff that you're not going to see on the mainstream news. Cool. Bands. 
My number one, and this is not really going to surprise anybody, uh, it's Stefan Molnir. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> right. Alex Jones channel. That was my number one. Uh, that, w- that, w- that would be funny. I don't even know but, if that's uh, what it's called. It's probably called something else. But Sorry? I don't even know if that's what the Alex Jones channel is probably called. It's probably called like InfoWars YouTube Info or something Wars, like that. Yeah. yeah, but Stefan Molnir's channel is actually called Stefan Molnir. Right. But uh, no, uh, I don't. <laughs> I don't have him as number one. It could be, but uh, no. Uh, mine is bust level uh, eight. Uh, it's a really independent little show. Uh, I I I like their uh, bus uh, level eight channel maybe more than their other channel. I will talk about their other channel uh, afterwards. But they are roasting bad credit. Uh, Critics on their uh, movie uh, channel. So, for example, uh, they were uh, their last was roasting Batman Begins critics. Uh, uh, they take take uh, uh, critical reviews from uh, like uh, 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 oh Rotten Tomatoes uh, and and make fun of critics. And what they they uh, they say, I really like their their that kind of uh, their kind of humor, and uh, they are maybe like my my favorite channel when it comes to to like making fun of things I find uh, uh, strange strangely appealing. Do you understand what I mean? Uh, when it comes to uh, because we do a segment uh, that is kind of close to that on our our uh, own channel uh, here on the podcast where we do the uh, review of movies we we, we try to find uh, the most uh, funny and interesting uh, 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 critical uh, 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 reviews, and their other uh, YouTube channel is called Screen Time. Uh, I'm on there sometimes, and you can see me actually donating to them. And they make a top ten lists. Uh, for example, top ten movies you can't watch with your parents. It's more edgier uh, than Watch Mojo. A lot of cursing and a lot of uh, grown-up uh, things. For example, the top 10 funniest poop scenes in movies. <laughs> For example. So that screen... Oh, yeah. Type... Harold and Kumar. That the, Was it the second one? That poop scene was... Yeah. Remember the two girls that are Oops. like the attractive girls that are going to sleep with Harold and Kumar? And they go... They eat tacos, the girls do, and then they go in the bathroom? Oh. I know. There's a reason why that's the thumbnail. Yeah, so it's screen time, uh, and... Uh, oh, is that actually uh, the thumbnail of the video? Oh, that was the first poop scene that came to my mind, but huh, that's interesting. Yeah, Screen time and boss level 8 is my number one. So, boss level 8 is your number one. Um, yes, and screen time. Let's go into honorable mentions. Let's do one and one, that way we can, yeah. Well, I, have, you. I made a top ten list. Yeah, uh, we're gonna go. When I, sure, we're gonna when let's do one so, and one though for our yeah, honorable yeah. mentions. 
My number 10 is uh, a React channel. Uh, I know it's kind of funny, stupid, but uh, it's maybe the most uh, famous uh, React channel, and it's React. Facebook. Uh, no, sorry. Uh, uh, it's just called React, and they react eating things and have a lot of competitions like singing, singing competitions and playing horror games and things like that. So, yeah. Sure. Uh, let's see. Report of the Week, uh, which is a food review channel with a weird guy in a suit. If anybody's seen this, it's actually incredibly hilarious because it's all a huge joke, but he reviews fast food while he's wearing a suit. So, yeah. <laughs> My number nine is Beyond the Trailer. It's uh, uh, by this girl called Grace. And uh, uh, she goes through... Uh, um, it's a movie review and reaction to movie trailers channel. And I like that kind of thing. And she's really, really smart and has a good taste in movies. So uh, Beyond the Trailer is my number nine. Let's see... Well, I didn't. Fro's like ordering them for some reason, but he he did that for for five of them. I've got a whole bunch. So, uh, the Young Turks, obviously, and then Tyt Nation is another good one. Uh, I okay. guess I'll do another news one real quick, and then you can do yours. The Humanist Report is another good kind of news commentary show based out of Seattle, so it's kind of near where I'm at. So I kind of identify with the guy a little bit. Well. Uh, my number seven is PlayStation Access. Uh, everything that has to do with PlayStation, I get from there. They also have a really fun Friday feature where they make uh, a list with a, a guy called Rob that makes fun of kind of having a PlayStation. And it's also like a PlayStation-owned uh, channel, so it's kind of funny. Yeah, everything I need to know about like PlayStation Store updates and games that are coming and gameplays, I, sure. I I get from there. So video game PlayStation channel. Access. Yeah, I, I like that because I have PlayStation. So that's uh, my number seven. I'm gonna group some others together. Here's some like food challenge uh, channels that I enjoy. Uh, Matt Stoney, this guy's pretty incredible. He's like a young kid, but is able to eat a massive amounts of food. Like he's one of the most, uh, he's one of the top eaters in the world. I think he's number one or number two. Uh, he's got a good channel out there called Matt Stoney. Nella Zisser, who's a girl in, in the, uh, New Zealand, who's pretty amazing. She's a model, but can also eat like massive quantities of food. Uh, Randy Santel, he goes all over the world and tours different restaurants and does food challenges like, in all over the world, uh, Europe, Asia, uh, I think he's doing an Australian tour this year and he, all over the United States. So it's more, it's like a travel show mixed with a eating show, which is kind of interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. see, is any other ones, I guess, uh, LA beast, which is Skippy six to able, who's kind of a classic channel from back in the day. It's not as big anymore. He kind of disappeared off the YouTube scene for a while. Now he's starting to come back, but have you, the LA Beast is a guy who does eating challenges and other challenges, but I think he holds like twenty world records or something like that. Um, ah, I know he just did like four or five world records in the last like two months uh, that I've seen on his channel, and he also does crazy eating stunts like eating cactuses. Or I mm. saw one where 
He stuck a hose up his nose and drank Oof. six beers through his nose with a electric <laughs> with an electric pump. Uh, and he still he saw how fast he could do it. Yeah. Ooh, so it's sounds, it's just uh, weird, interesting uh, channel. Sounds like a fantastic uh, channel. Uh, my number six is uh, Screen Junkies. Uh, they have honest trailers. Uh, if you have, uh, you've seen honest trailers, haven't you? Oh yeah. Yeah, but uh, mainly I have them on my number six because they also have something called movie fights. Where real nerds get to re uh, get in real fights over fake movies. Each week, uh, panelists come and be judged and score on their arguments and facts, passion and cre- cre- creativity. Let them fight because they're gonna be only one. So, that screen junkies is my number six. Uh, so that's it or, for you, num- right? My number seven. Sorry. Oh, okay. Um. Yeah. I guess I'll group some more together. I got some atheist channels. Cosmic Skeptic, which I've mentioned on the show before. Very good channel. Really good. Yeah. Young kid who knows his shit. He's, he's not like a... He's not an accomplished scientist or anything like that. He's just a really smart kid who can articulate what he's trying to say. Uh, and he kind of reviews other uh, YouTube channels, uh, videos sometimes. Uh, and then the Atheist Voice uh, with Hemet Tometa, Tometa, who is a... Uh, he's a very... He also has a lot of really interesting atheist ideas. Uh, those are probably my two atheist ones. Cool. Uh, and uh, leastly, but not lastly, my number six is uh, it's kind of, it's kind of like I really wanted them to be number five because uh, uh, I I talk uh, a lot about uh, um, oh, sorry. I, I totally lost it. Do do one of yours because I lost the channel. Oh, okay. I got a, I got a few more. Um, I'll just go through some real quick, and then as soon as you remember, uh, just tell me. Uh, Andrew yep. Schrock is a guy who is like he owns a skateboard company or something, but he does all these weird videos. He has a channel called Tur- Turbo to- Toy Time where he just reviews toys with his five year old. So it's him and his five-year-old just playing with toys, which is kind of funny. And he does one, uh, he does this a couple of different contest kind of videos and things like that. Uh, Crazy Russian Hacker, I'm sure people all know who Crazy Russian Hacker is on YouTube. It's a good channel if you like him. Uh, okay, I found mine. Okay, and uh, uh, it's called Eurovision Song Contest on uh, YouTube. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe you forgot that. All right. Yes, uh, <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't sure what the the, the main, ch- uh, like the official channel official, was right, called. Right. Not, and it's Eurovision Song Contest. Uh, of course, uh, I've talked uh, about Eurovision before. Uh, this is the official uh, channel. You can actually see the grand final there live for free. So it's really a nice channel for pe- for people that likes Eurovision. But I also have to say. That Viki, Vivi blogs, like W-E-W-E blogs on YouTube, is also one of my favorite uh, Eurovision uh, uh, channels. Sure. Uh, where, where they go and review and have live reactions to, to uh, uh, songs. And uh, it's maybe the most gay channel in the world. 
uh, and I'm not talking like in a bad way, but I love it because they are so flamboyant. Sure. And and uh, yeah, so out there, and uh, the people that run that channel is a tremendously big fans of Eurovision. So I have that uh, as my number five. Uh, uh, sorry, num- my number six. And I also have a lot of like. Uh, things that uh, I have as honorable mentions. I would actually say check out Stefan Molyneux's channel because if you really want to think, uh, see what the enemy think, you should actually watch them. <laughs> and I mean that, actually. Right. You might have a hard time getting s- through certain of his videos because they're like incredibly... Some of them. Um, what's a good and... word for it? Crazy? Uh, uh, single-minded? Like, not... Yeah not looking at the world from anybody else's perspective but his own he like he'll do interviews with people or like take people's questions and then just cut them off before they can make their own yeah. point that kind of thing uh and if you want to see something really detoggery and really bad uh and uh you want to get really angry watch the youtube channel called no no bullshit i i watch that channel when i want to get mad off something I watch, no bullshit. It's really, really bad. There is a chipmunk sitting right outside my screen door, like, looking at me. Really? Yeah. Really? Why is... He's right... Like, he's leaning up against the screen door, just staring at me, talking to you. This is weird. Oh, okay. Whatever. Maybe it's a female chipmunk. Uh, I don't... I I have no idea. It looks like a baby, though. It's very tiny. Um... Let's see. Uh, I got two kind of mu- music channels: Golden Era Records, yeah. which is yeah. Australian hip hop, and then Rhyme Sayers Entertainment, which is like West Coast California hip hop. Those are two good channels. I have uh, epic rap battles of history. I could say that. Sure, that's a good one. Channel with music. Yeah. Uh, Democracy Now is another good news channel, and then my last really one that like I really that. had on my whole list is Dudes Where Dude Where's My Challenge. Which is another challenge yeah. show with two, with three British and it's guys. So funny. I guess it's like it's so four. Funny. It's like four British guys, and yeah, it's very funny. Four. Yeah, and uh, they a lot of puking. Just right. If you don't like puking, <laughs> don't go to the channel. <laughs> don't watch that channel. But yeah, they puke a lot. Uh, I also want to say uh, uh, Cinema Sense. I have on my list of things that I wanted to recommend. If you want. To see uh, your ch- uh, favorite movie being plucked apart by a man that really knows his cinema, uh, that you should watch uh, Cinema Sense. It's really good. Uh, I uh, I like uh, etc. etc. shows that are really funny. They have a lot of like, uh, especially etc. Party Time is maybe one of my favorite uh, channels because they make a lot of. Uh, fun of uh, gamers. They have a ga- gaming show called Tugs, the total uninformed un- gaming show. <laughs> uh, I want to say iDubs is one of my favorites, and Jack Jacksepticeye, and to uh, the least, but not last, I have uh, honorable mention for our all YouTube uh, guru uh, and uh, uh, r- rule supremer of YouTube PewDiePie. Sure, right. That's All right. everyone. 
that's our main topic. Ah, yeah. A lot of YouTube channels. Go and watch them all. And tell us what you think in six years when you've seen every video. Right, just spend a whole day watching BoxMac. All right, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Or go on the roller coaster of food. What is the next topic? I totally lost side of what we're doing. It's not like we've done this 89 times before, but let's move into uh, the movie round. Have you seen any movies? Maybe. I have, but the only uh, movie I've seen this week in cinema we are going to talk about later. Oh, that's the only movie you saw? Alright, well, I'll go then. I saw some films yeah. this week. Uh, I saw this movie called Meet the Blacks. Um, what? Yes. Really? What? Yeah, have you seen it? No, that sounds so really racist. Uh, it's about a black family that moves to the suburbs, and they're called okay. the Blacks. So, not uh. really. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's also... Okay, if you were to take the Beverly Hillbillies right. and mix that with Scary Movie, but then mix yeah. that with The Purge, you have this yeah. movie. Is it good? No, it was awful. It was one of the worst movies I've seen this year. Uh, I think it was from January. It might have been from December 2016, so it might have been from last year. But um, it was really terrible, and it had no point. And the opening, like, they did no build-up to them moving to the suburbs. They're just all of a sudden there. And uh, it's like, it, it, it directly steals things directly from The Purge in the same way the scary movie kind of steals things from Scream. It does that, right. but then it's also got uh, different elements in it, and it's it's really horrible, really bad movie. Would not recommend it to anybody. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, Stanford Experiment, which we talk a lot, we've talked a lot about recently because of Big Brother is on Netflix. It just got added to Netflix. If anybody wants to see that, oh. um, yeah, you should watch it. Yeah, it got you added this it. week. So another thing that got added this week: uh, Nobody Speak, Trials of the Free Press. Which is a oh, documentary a about the Hulk Hogan Gawker trial. I yeah, found this incredibly biased. And if you actually know a lot of the really? stuff that they're talking about, Gawker is kind of tooting their own horn about things that they didn't really actually necessarily have anything to do with. Um, right. In this, like they're they're saying, oh, we're the ones that put put out the. Uh, t- uh, Tom Cruise Scientology video. That was us. I'm like, no, that wasn't you. Oh. That was on the internet. Like the internet did that. Just because you're yeah. an internet website and you happen to have posted it, that you can't take credit for it. It was a very biased um, hmm. film as far I as. It. Sure, you can like it. It doesn't mean it's not biased uh, towards oh. their certain view on things. Um, and I, it started out like I, I was really enjoying it, and by the end of it, they're like. And all of a sudden, I was just enjoying this documentary, yeah. and it became this Donald Trump hate fest, which I'm like, I started watching a movie to get away from the news. What the heck? Get yeah. this out of here. Why is no, this? The ending is so-so. I agree. I, I saw another documentary. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I, I forgot that I watched that this week, to be honest. Yeah, I watched that, of course, this week, because it came out this week. Right. <laughs> um... Another uh, documentary I saw is American Anarchist, which is okay. an a interview and kind of 
background and information about the guy who wrote the anarchist cookbook in the 70s, if you've ever seen or knew what the anarchist cookbook was, is a book written in the 70s that basically took uh, army and uh, military manuals and kind of compiled them into this one book uh, to teach people how to fend off maybe a coup, a, a military coup or something like that. But it was written in the 70s by an angry young man, and it's about him in the future being like, I'm not 100% sure I should have written that book. Uh, and it's very interesting. What did you think about it? The documentary, what would you give it? Because I've seen it. It's pretty, it's not an old documentary, but it's pretty old. Not old, but. When I don't know what made? that means. It was from this or last year, so it's pretty new, actually. Uh, oh. I thought sure? this was also pretty biased as far as you could tell the filmmaker was trying to, like, pose everything in a certain way. Especially the part where they're sitting there having a discussion in the kitchen, and then the guy has to sit, go, what do you want me to say? Because the guy's asking him questions, and he keeps asking, like, the same thing, trying to get the same answers out of the guy. And the guy's like, listen, yeah. I've told you what I what my opinion is. You keep asking me the same thing over and over again. What do you want me to say? Because I'm apparently not saying what you want me to say. Uh, so you could tell that there was some bias going on, again, in this uh they're both both the documentaries I talked about this week are about free speech and freedom of the press and things like that, but they're both kind of coming from opposing views, so it was very interesting to watch them both. It's kind of strange that you talk about documentaries because I was just talking to somebody because you know my love for documentaries, and I said that this year has been a really bad year for documentary. Uh, I think last year was really, really good. It's one one of the best years ever. Was last year, but this year I think I've maybe seen five documentaries, uh, maybe even less that I could have on my top ten lists of movies I've seen this uh, year that I think is really good. Like last year, I had really problem like not putting uh, documentaries all over my list for the, uh, best movies. This year, I, 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 I mean, I'm not your, uh, your Negro is maybe one of my favorite documentaries of all time, and that kind of repairs for this year. But that is almost the only documentary that could make a top ten list. So it's really weird that documentaries is so bad this year. Well, still only like halfway through the year, so we got time. Oh, but, definitely. Uh, yeah, those were the Let's, movies. So let's move on to the movie round. Or yeah, because we are going to talk about uh, another documentary called Transformers The Last Night. It's yeah, Batman. <laughs> Do you remember that scene Wait, from Batman? <laughs> uh, it looked what like that. The heck? Just a normal kid. Yeah. How did those kids get into that abandoned oh, building to begin with? Oh, this is a future where everything's destroyed, I see. Look at me! Went to normal school. Close up on her mouth for no reason. Oh, it's Wally. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Who is he? As far as you're concerned, my boyfriend. How long is that? Maybe one hour. They 
Is that BB-8's head? Like, that he rolled out and it was just sitting there? You throw like a girl. Haha, <laughs> you throw like a girl. She's a girl. You see what she did there? Yeah. For some reason, in Transformers movies, if you're a woman, you have to be, like, incredibly greasy all the time. I don't know what that's all about. It's called sex appeal. I don't find women who are all greasy to be sexy, but maybe that's me. Because they're dirty girls. Oh, I see. Yeah, dirty girls. I don't think those are the same, but they are synonyms, I suppose. <laughs> wow, explosions in a Michael Bay movie. Who would have seen that coming? <laughs> oh, the Matrix. What? Mm -hmm. I already hate this blue robot character, and I... Those were just TIE Fighters from Star Wars. What the hell? <laughs> I can't wait to talk about this movie. Or can I? Isn't there... I, I've seen that T-Rex that chomps cars. There's actually like a robot that they... Tours around yeah. and like... Is this what that's based seen off that of? Show. Yeah. Maybe. You get back in your hole, think about what you did! <laughs> so funny. So many good jokes. So, I saw this in 3D. Yay. I'm going to go first for once. Uh, because we always go with the one that's seen the movie last. Uh, this is a shit movie. Uh, I I'm going to like really fast recap my my involvement with the Transformers uh, universe. I really really like the the Transformers cartoon. Like I I grow up with this. Like this is my childhood. Uh, when I was like six and seven years old, uh, years old, I went to my parents' room, uh, and on the Sunday morning, I remember watching Sky TV uh, on our uh, TV, and they were showing uh, uh, Transformers cartoons. So. I grew up with this, so I was really, really excited when I saw that Michael Bay was coming with his first Transformers movie. The first Transformers movie is more or less okay. The second one is, yeah, it's it's not as good as the first one. The third one is really atrocious. The fourth one, I actually did not watch before this week because I watched it before I would need to see this one. This is the fifth one, and uh, I can tell you this. Michael Bay can go and fuck himself, because this is uh, maybe uh, it's such a, an, a cash cow now, and it's playing for uh, the Japanese audience, especially with this like, storyline the last night thing. And uh, if you've seen the trailer for this, it makes... Uh, it seemed like it's the kids that are the main storyline. Like the, I think the trailer and what you get to see is two different movies, because there's a lot of nothing happening in this movie. It's really, it's a really gorgeous movie. But you know when you feel 
a gorgeous thing with crap. It doesn't really help because the feeling is going to be crap. Like we talked about with with uh, with uh, with uh, uh, pr- preacher. It right. doesn't really help that 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 thing looks nice. Uh, or there are good actors. There are good actors in this movie. Like even I could go so far to say that uh, uh, there are good things about this movie. But here's the the problem: the storyline. I I don't know how how to say this without like destroying everything. But the storyline makes no fucking sense at all. Like it, it is so weak. It's like it's you maybe make a cup of tea, then you water it down and drink it the day after. This is like ten days of doing that method. It will stop tasting like tea at the end. Right. And that was kind of the feeling I got from this movie. Like, yes, its its name is Transformers, but where are the fucking Transformers? Like, I've never seen a lack of Transformers in a Transformers franchise. How is it possible? It's a little like Fast and Furious we talked about when that came out. My big problem with Fast and Furious was it's not enough cars. Like, my big problem with Transformers, last night, there's not enough Transformers. How is that possible? To make a storyline and also show us a lack of Transformers in a Transformers franchise. It's like it's like you and me making a podcast about something completely different and calling it something other. Like, for example, extremely intelligent uh, fan of movies and all we talk of in that episode is Donald Trump. Like, what you are getting <laughs> on paper is something different what you get in real, in real life. So the only thing I can say, and I mean this with all the passion in uh, everything I, I learned from the Transformers franchise, just skip it. Don't go and see this. I know you will if you love the other Transformers movies. This is... Uh, Potentially a movie for you, but if you don't, please, 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 please don't go and see this. It's a shit ball of shit with really nice 3D. All right. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's just predictive programming from where when our robot overlords come to take us over. But <laughs> uh, I got a couple from the Facebook as normal. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. I got this really interesting one that says it's from. Albert Abajo, and he says, Gryffindor! So that was a good review. Um, I don't know, I know why. why. He just wrote... I know why. <laughs> okay. Uh, do you want to explain this? You know, you know or why? does it yeah. ruin the movie? So, does it spoil the movie? No. Okay. No, no, no. It's 20 years... No, is it 20 years or 10 years? Or it's, uh, it's in the future. 30 years. Right. No, it's the anniversary of Harry Potter. That's why they are posting it. Because if you click on Gryffindor, you will see a magic wand showing up on Facebook. It's no no joke. Oh, there was nowhere That's to click in the one that I saw. So it must, that must be an old 
It must be an old link that they got rid of or something. Huh. All right. No, no, it is all over Facebook now. I will show you. I will show you, but continue on. At least the one that I saw was not a link. It was just somebody saying that with exclamation points. Let's see, I got one from Craig Roton, and he says, Typical Michael Bay movie. Lots of flash and no substance. More questions than answers in this movie. Seems to jump all over the place and not well-written plot. Highly disappointed. Poor attempt to merge all the movie franchises, uh, all the movie franchises characters. I was ready to walk out within the first thirty minutes uh, with Merlin's scenes. Very bad writing. Right. I guess I got a last one for Jesus Orlando. He says. The critics do not know what it's like to fight for land and freedom and sacrifice others. World War One, Two, Nine, Eleven. That was another really good one. I have no idea what that has to do with anything either. What? You want to you want to explain that one to me, bro? No. No clue. So weird. Is it like? Did you see any like reviews of the? Movie? Yeah, I just said a whole review of it. You missed it because you were not listening to me and looking for something completely different. Sorry. Okay, go to my profile on Facebook. Fraud Nygaard on Facebook. Okay. Says Harry Potter. And then you click on it. Click on what? Where it says Harry Potter. Yeah, I'm clicking Harry Potter. It's not it's not a link. Yeah, but you need to click click the name. Like I am, I'm clicking click, it. Click it. <laughs> I got nothing. Really? It's just just the letters on a screen. I don't know what you like you want me to select it and then No, you you should just like click where it says Harry Potter. It's not a, it's like, not linked. Pro- it's not linked on mine. There's no really? It's not blue. No, it just says Harry Potter. It just looks like you wrote Harry Potter for no reason. Like, just because like it, when I looked at that thing on, on the Facebook page for Transformers, okay. all it said was Gryffindor, and it wasn't blue or anything. It just... Right. So it's red here on my Mac. It's and red? I'm okay. Using, uh, I'm not seeing that right. at all. Uh, I'm, I'm using Chrome. Uh, and when I click Harry Potter, uh, where it says Harry Potter, uh, there comes a wand down on my Facebook profile that shoots like sprinkles and uh, I'll try to make a screenshot of what's happening uh, so you can see this because it's it's been a thing that's been so much talked about I'm, I'm a little surprised that you uh, oh, I don't you hang out with people that it. read Harry Potter so that probably something to do with it uh, <laughs> only place I saw it was on the Transformers big? page is that a dig? Harry Potter fans. Uh, yeah, but I oh. lived th- I lived through the Harry Potter years, movie years, working in a movie theater, so I have a right to hate them. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Because it ruined my life for like Is six it? years. Yeah. Have you watched uh, any? Uh, of I'll give them? it to the, like I'll, from... I'll give it to the, the Harry Potter fans. They're better than the Twilight fans were, so we'll say that. Oh Jesus! Let's talk about that franchise. What a horrible, horrible franchise. Oh, it's just when you're working in a movie theater, those the people who watched that were much more obnoxious and much worse to the staff than the Harry Potter people were. 
I'm pretty sure. Have I would say Star Wars fans were, that were actually kind of in between that. They were probably worse than the Harry Potter fans, but better than the Twilight fans. I'm sure people will get mad I'll, about that, but I, I I am sending you some screenshots of what happens when you you you. you Maybe I need to open it in Chrome because I'm using Firefox, but. I shouldn't maybe. really have any effect, I wouldn't think. But maybe you need to, like, accept something on Facebook to have it work? No. No, it works on everyone that's posting airport. Now I deleted it just to delete it because I don't want it on my... my well, maybe Facebook it doesn't work on profile. Firefox because it's not not doing anything yeah. for me. Do you, sk- do you see the screenshots I sent you on Skype? Yeah, I'm not, not going to download them while we're doing the show, though. I don't know, but that is more or less what happens. Right. Anyway, uh, let's go. <laughs> about Harry Potter. Uh, let's go into Big Gryffindor. Brother. Gryffindor. Oh, I'm sorry. Gryffindor. Yes. Almost. Big Brother. United Kingdom. Week three. Right. Uh, sorry, I was looking at the thing. Um,. <laughs> I need to get my notes out for week three. Da, 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 da. You're going to play this out. No, I probably won't. I know that now that you though. said that, I'll totally leave it in. Um, <laughs> With the singing and everything? Yeah, probably. Uh, they went yeah. in... Uh, oh, right. I wrote a little note here for myself because uh, we, we got to remember about this houses. They went in before the election happened. They found out about it, yes. but I, I, I'm starting to realize in this week that that definitely had a real effect on how the housemates got together, is that they went in to the house when the whole country was kind of divided. Um, yeah. And they haven't gotten uh, the kind of um, media aftermath. aftermath that we have, so they're still in that kind of divided oh. mentality, and I think that's kind of interesting about this season. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we're on day sixteen, episode seventeen. Uh, Raph gets in trouble for uh, putting an egg in a dessert case. Yeah, what was this fight about dessert cases this week? Well, there's all, oh. they, like the kitchen is like made up like a bakery or whatever, and I guess you're not supposed to mess with like the scenery. And Raph put an egg in there, and I guess if nobody caught it. And it was just left in there. It would start to stink, maybe. I, I don't know. Maybe that's what they were thinking. But Big Brother was not happy about it. But then they fight because last week they had the whole thing with Chanel who put the eggs on the ground. They still don't know who smashed the eggs on the ground. But they know Raph put this egg <laughs> in the case because Big Brother said it out loud. So now people think that Raph smashed the eggs on the ground, but he's saying he didn't. So that was kind of what this fight was about. Uh, oh, right. And so after this happens, Loten, being the totally level-headed and um, logical person <laughs> that he is, uh, he oh, hard-boils oh. every egg in the house so that you can't yes. smash them on the ground, was his reasoning. And then Chanel... One of the... Oh, go ahead. Most, like... No, it was one of the most stupid excuses I ever heard for boiling eggs in my entire life. Right, so he boils, like, what, three dozen eggs, maybe? Uh, maybe. So they're all hard-boiled so people can't smash them on the ground. 
And he leaves after he does this all. And Chanel goes, that was so stupid. Look. And she takes one of the hard-boiled eggs and smashes it on the ground. She's like, it still smashes. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the worst excuse I've ever heard. It is the point, though. Right. But no, I, it was, I found it funny because she smashes it on the ground and everybody else is like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she just cleans it up. Uh, so we get a game show here. Lotin. Kieran and Chanel play and it's basically the dating game and we're going to get a new housemate we find out and <sighs> we find out that Loton, Kieran and Chanel are basically on one side of the dating game and the, we have these three housemates on the other side and two of the housemates are going to get picked to be in the house and one of them is going to get left out and these three Loton, Kieran and Chanel get a pick so we have Sam 24 from Manchester He's just a tall jock-looking guy. Savannah from Dublin. Uh, yeah, I was hoping it was going to be Savannah, to be honest. And she... Hello. Hello. You really like Savannah, don't you? I guess so. Uh, wow. He's yeah. still going. He's still going, huh? Um, mm-hmm. Savannah's like a tiny blonde girl with a cute accent, because she's from, du- from Ireland. Yeah. She's got the Irish accent. And then we have Isabel. Oh, shit, what's her? From Warrington, and she's or like the most orange person ever. Her orange. tan is bright orange. It's crazy orange. Uh, I mean, if you if you think Donald Trump is orange, no, mm. she's like double Donald Trump tan. Yeah, <laughs> she's got the two times Trump. Uh, yeah. Wow, Yushin Shilla really likes her. And he's right, like, at the, this side of his cage, so you can hear him really good. All right, oh, right next yeah. to my desk. Um, yeah. So we get some quest- a question section uh, for, like, from the house guests to the, the newbies, I guess we'll call them. And uh, then we get a dance-off, which was kind of interesting because they do it behind the screen, I guess. I don't remember that from the dating game, but maybe it was part of it. Oh. But I wasn't born in the 70s, so uh, we get some <laughs> one-on-one questions here. And... Isabel and Savannah, the two girls, win. Sam gets has to hit the bricks. Um, Rebecca, oh, this part. So Isabel and Savannah get in the house. Everybody introduces each other and this and that. And then we get this weird little clip that's like totally random of Rebecca walking through the kitchen. Wow. <laughs> Is this the Shinshilla show? Yeah, well, he's like, I'm going to be on the show. And it's going to be loud. <laughs> That's so loud. That, that was super loud. He's pro- it, What he's saying is like, shut up, I'm trying to sleep. Um, <laughs> oh, I know what the name of your Shinchilla is. It's Jeremy. No. It's Jeremy that doesn't want us to talk about Big Brother. That's Felix. It, sometimes you hear, hear Pug, who's my other Chinchilla, but he's like much right. quieter. Felix can really belt it out. Um... Right, this is the part where Rebecca's walking across the kitchen. She slips and falls. It's actually kind of funny. Uh, it is really funny. Until a little bit later when all of a sudden she has an arm brace. And we're like, they don't mention yeah. what really happens, but she definitely hurt her arm pretty bad because they have to <laughs> give her like an actual brace for it. I, I'm sorry, I'm laughing, but it looks so silly. It really looks silly. It's not a legit brace. It's just a piece of cloth that's like, right. in a, like a square made into a triangle wrapped around her arm. Um, we find out that Kieran and Isabel, who's one of the new girls, slept with, they slept with each other in Ibiza. 
so they have a history yeah. of like a what do you call it? Uh, Sexual intercourse? No, I was thinking uh, like a holiday romance. That's what I was thinking of. Right. Okay. They weren't ever like really dating, but they met each other on holiday, slept together, never really saw saw each other again. But I think they said they talk on Facebook or something like that. Uh, okay. Loten, Kieran, and Tom. This is the part where they shower together, and it's like a little bit it's disconcerting because they seem a little too uh, into showering with each other. <laughs> yeah. They're all soaping each a other up, too, like they uh, were washing each other's backs and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> A little... <clears throat> hey, they've been in that house for 16 days, so... Yeah. Raph talks with <laughs> Rebecca about the evictions here. And I was I thought this was against the rules, but we don't haven't gotten anything about it this week. Maybe we'll get more later. Because there's a couple more times okay. where people talk about evictions. And we haven't gotten any yeah. punishments about it yet. But maybe next week. Uh, Gelli- Ellie sorry, gets upset with Loten uh, for flirting with Savannah. But... Uh, Ellie's oh. still not over Loten, we find out. The new housemates uh, are talking about the new guy, or about the three boys in the house with the other girls, and they're basically, the two two new, new girls are saying they're a little bit too of too much of lads for them, and they sh- they think they're, they're a little too into each other, and I think maybe what they're going off of is them showering and washing each other's backs and, like, uh, scrubbing each other with bubbles. Um... And this is the part where they're cutting between Savannah talking about them in the shower together and them all drunk wrestling each other in the living room. <laughs> and they're all rolling around on top of each other. Yeah, they're definitely trying to portray this in a certain way the TV show is. Uh, and that's where we get the end is them wrestling each other all over the place all drunk. And mm-hmm. they've been drinking. They've gotten alcohol every night of this show. They've been really wasted almost every night which i guess makes for good tv but yeah i mean it's it's kind of um it's to the point especially this week i think somewhat uh that big brothers sometimes can think themselves when things happen well they do it on purpose yeah they're trying to make good tv but certain things happened this week that were out out of their control maybe uh Day 17, episode 18. This was Thursday. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. What are you doing in the background Thursday? there, Fro? Not you like... sorting papers? <laughs> oh, no. I, I, um, my bag was uh, falling down, uh, and I had some important stuff in it, so I, I turned it off. Yeah, Thursday. The show that uh, is a normal Thursday show, right? Right. This right? highlight because show on Thursday. Added. Oh, no. It's a surprise eviction, everybody. Yeah, especially that week when I said, uh, I will do Saturday show because that's going to be the things from the eviction, so I don't have to cover that. Yay! Right, which uh, we didn't say, but Tilly and Fro did a day this week, but Tilly is not here, obviously, so we're going to f- kind of skim through that show really quick. But uh, yes. this is a surprise eviction Thursday, and so we get our Emma Willis uh She's got uh, a high-waisted red spaghetti spaghetti strap jumper, which I didn't really like. I thought it looked like crap, but that's just me. Um, our nominated people for eviction are Rebecca, Hannah, Joe, and Chanel. Uh, 
we find out that Isabel feels really awkward around Kieran. She thought it was going to be like she they haven't seen each other in a long time, I guess, but they she feels like he's kind of um maybe awkward around her or doesn't want to talk to her. Right. And she I I, I don't know. I don't know what she figured was going to happen here, but she she definitely went into the house because of Kieran. But also, Kieran was one of the people who got her into the house. Remember, he was he chose for her to be in there. So, very confusing. Right. Um, we got our shopping task for the week. Uh, they call it the Den of Dilemma. And the housemates have to pick between two conflicting choices. So, we'll get this for the next two episodes. Uh, so, uh, because Kieran is having problems with Isabel, obviously, they make Kieran have a picnic with either Savannah or Isabel, he has to pick which one. But whoever he picks, the other one has to be their waitress for this picnic. It's obviously, he's going to make an enemy no matter what he does, so he picks Savannah. Cool. And Isabel, of course, gets upset about this. Um, what a surprise! Yeah, I mean, you'd think she would not have as big a problem with it since she just got in the house. She would try to make like an effort to be look like she's just you know having fun with it, but... She, like, actually looks like she's really upset. I think she actually thought that her and Kieran were going to be best friends or something when they got in the house, but... Uh, I have no clue. This is where t- uh, Raph... They're all- Everybody's hanging out together, and Raph just kind of walks off, and they're like, oh, you're done with us, Raph? And he's like, yeah, I'm just I'm over this conversation. And he goes <laughs> in the other room, he's talking to Hannah and uh, Deborah, and he's like, why do they talk about sex so much? All they ever talk about is sex. A hundred percent of the time. I think I mentioned that last show, but it's like, that's all these yeah. people think about, like, 24-7. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Joe and Lotin, they this is part where they talk about evictions, which we haven't gotten any rep- repercussions from. Uh, so weird. I, 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 I have that down in my notes as some of my pet peeves about this, like, uh, especially this episode. Uh, that they don't talk about like uh, the rules because I'm 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 a hundred percent sure when they were uh, punished for like talking about evictions last time, they would continue doing it. But it seems like they are not caring at all, and I don't. Well, sometimes really Big Brother understand. lets it build up, and then they'll make like the more it builds up, then Big Brother will just have a bigger punishment for like the whole house. Sometimes that's what happens. So like. Big Brother might just be waiting. But do you understand why they they bend the rules for this? Is it just because they want people to have some kind of action when it comes to conversations? Big Brother. They're not. They just haven't punished them yet. That's my point, Fro. Just because they haven't punished them yet doesn't mean they're not going to. Okay. Yeah. It, that's how it happens in the past. It, usually it builds up, and then it, once it gets to a point that Big Brothers can't handle it, or they, it's too many people are doing it or whatever, or even everybody's done it, then they'll punish them. Sometimes that's how it works. Um, Last time it was just two people that did it, and they were punished right away, so I don't really get pretty it. Pretty much right away. It was like the next day, but yeah. Um, they Sometimes it's just... They maybe that was the first warning, kind of, and now they're letting it build up. Like it's just how Big Brother works. It never is the same for punishments like that. Um, but do you agree it falls underneath those rules? 
Well, the stuff I'm talking about does, but it, I'm just saying, yeah. just because they haven't punished them yet doesn't mean they're not going to. Uh, we'll get mm. more about it later, but we get Loten's dilemma in the Denna dilemma. He says, oh, he has to either hear mean tweets about him or mean tweets <laughs> about Ellie, and he picks his tweets, which is really not a hard choice, I didn't think, but... No. And the ones we heard were not that bad, comparatively, to what I think he probably... Some of the stuff that was on Twitter. Um... Because I've seen a lot, we'll get. A, I'll talk a bit of it later. But even at this point, last week, uh, I had seen some stuff online about people talking about him being a racist and things like that. So, uh, housemates. Oh, this is where they the part of their task is they have to line up from least to most selfish. And Joe <laughs> ended up the least, and Isabel ended up the most. So Isabel has to go do a her a dilemma. And she must choose to either go to a party or not go to a party. Uh, and if she chooses to not go to the party, then someone else can go. And basically what happens is the first, uh, only half the people are going to be able to go, but all the first people that go into the, the room to pick whether they want to go or not, they all choose not to go. So all the people left end right. up going to the party. But what we find out is it's kind of a trick task task because the people who got banished from the party they end up getting to watch the party on like closed circuit tv so they see everything that's going on even though the other house guests in the party don't know that they're seeing this and um deborah and hannah start talking bad about ellie they're saying like really bad things about ellie because they don't think she's not around so, and but ellie can see everything that's going on and the banished house gets go back in the house and Ellie and Deborah argue, uh, which they kind of seem to get over pretty quick because Deborah just kind of shuts Ellie down. Ellie's not really a fighter, so she's just kind of <laughs> give in pretty quick. You know what I mean? And she's so passive aggressive; it's not even funny. Sure, yeah. Uh, I just don't think she's like she. I don't think she's willing to expel the energy of, of fight of fighting over something. It seems like she's like, oh, whatever. Right. I give up on it. Um. <laughs> This is where the click, as we called them in the past, they get in a huge chocolate fight because for this party they had gotten a <laughs> chocolate fountain, uh, and everybody starts getting cups of chocolate and like th throwing them on each other. That's like hot chocolate. Oh I know it's not like, I know it's not like scalding, but it's you know warm, warm chocolate to keep it melty and stuff. Uh, and they're all throwing it all over the house. What did you think about that, Fro? No, it's. It, uh, I mean, it's kind of funny. I I like I like food fighting, but uh, <clears throat> but I I think I think one of the things that I liked about this party was uh, maybe like Hannah and her sister showing the true colors for Ellie because I think Ellie Ellie is really really naive to say it mildly. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and I think. One of the reasons why she fell in love with Loten as quick as she did and felt like he was the man for her is because he's kind of the same but on the opposite uh, level where he kind of... I, I think he thinks more strategy uh, and more uh, self-centered where Ellie is more like open-minded 
uh, <laughs> I mean, it's not like she's a freaking a freaking genius. But I'm I'm just saying that it it seems like for me, especially after like this food fighting and everything getting through, I I I think we get to see a kind of better side of Ellie. I like Ellie more and more after this week. All right, day eighteen, episode nineteen. Big Brother uh, makes the housemates clean up uh, the house after the chocolate fight, which I thought was funny that it's the yeah. clique who got mad at people for smashing eggs, throwing chocolate all yep. over the kitchen. They're being very, yep. kind of hypocritical there. I think even uh, the same. Chanel kind of points it out later. She's like, I'm not going to clean yep. it up. I didn't. <laughs> I had to clean up the eggs. I mean, she, she pointed out, I think, to Big Brother. I'm not going to clean up the chocolate they threw all over the place. Um and Deborah ends up getting mad because she was drying some clothes outside and her clothes got chocolate on them, which was like little tiny, tiniest bit of chocolate ever. But she gets really upset about it. Uh, we get more of our Den of Dilemma and Tom and Deborah are in there. And they can either go the boy's path or the girl's path. And the boy's path will take them, The all the guys get to go to the gym. And if you go down the girl's path, all the ladies will get a spa day and they choose the spa day for the ladies uh, because the guys have been working out every day anyways. They just don't have a gym. Um, what happened here? Uh, boy. End up... Oh, right. But when, what ends up happening is the girl, when the girls go to the spa day, the boys end up having to go into this room and all it, it uh, they have to go in there for an hour and a half while this body is happening, but it has Hannah singing repeat, like on repeat over and over and over oh. again to torture them. Like, uh, oh, like I Waco and yeah. Hannah's not a great singer, but it, they even no. say it's like the same 90 seconds repeated over and over and over again for oh. an hour and a half. Oh. By the end it's of it, Joe crazy. is like going nuts. He's like <laughs> totally crazy. Uh, yeah. This is another tactic to just, you know, rile up the house and make people on edge, oh, yeah. like, by Big Brother, obviously, but... Oh, definitely. Uh, we find out here that Raph is really not happy with Joe. So, Raph and Joe, they don't seem to interact a whole lot, but we find out that Raph Why? and Joe are, like, not... They don't like each other, all of a sudden. It seems so out of left wing for me. I didn't get it either. Yeah, um... Yeah. Like I, I, we haven't seen anything where they have been fighting. I we think maybe seen... he just doesn't like him because Joe doesn't take the time to interact with him or like talk to him or you know get to maybe. know him. Maybe that's what it is. And you're not going to see that because it's it's something that's not happening, not something that is happening. So, um, Loton uh, found like a fake mouse and he puts it into Hannah's bed, and there's like <laughs> a big fight about this. But it's not between oh. Loton and Hannah. It's between Raph and Tom. And they're fighting about yeah. something that Loton did to Hannah because Raph's standing up for Loton and Tom is kind of just there. And they those two guys don't get along already. Um, and Loton's in the dire room and he's basically saying, these four, the outsiders, the four people who aren't in the clique, they just, they take things too seriously. Even though, like, when you look at it, it's like the JBL thing. It's like, uh, 
that's kind of the excuse of, you take it too seriously when you don't see why the other side, why, why it's bullying. You know what I mean? You don't yeah. see that you're bullying somebody. You just see it as a joke, but they see it as bullying mm-hmm. and you, but you continue to do it. Cause you're like, why do they take things so seriously? It's a bad, it's a bad argument for a bully basically. Um, which you're kind of seeing at this point, especially later in this Lowton is definitely a huge bully. Uh, oh. so we go to our surprise eviction. And Rebecca ends up leaving the house, which... Not a surprise at all. I think Tilly said that last week, right? Yeah. I know one no, of us did, uh, and it wasn't me, because I had said uh, Hannah. But... Okay. Tom, uh... This is where Tom talks in code with Kieran, and it's the worst, like, code talking about the who they nominated. Ever. He's like, oh, I have a friend who has a dad... And his dad's mom, I, I might have voted for her. You're like, what? That's like the worst c- code ever. And it ends, like, Kieran cannot understand this c- Tom code, so he ends up having to just tell him right, straight out. And this is a part where it's like, this is clearly them talking about evictions against oh, yeah. the rules. So, like, yes, eventually Big Brother is going to do something about this. Um... I, and I, I, I don't think they can punish. I, I didn't think about that be, before now that you said, said it because later we will get uh, that everybody's nominated. Maybe they don't want to punish them with nomination because everybody is nominated. Because sure. usually they just nominate people if then they broke. Yeah, or maybe they're they di- really can't. Yeah. Well, la- the last people that did it, they they had the jail. They have got like the little bus stop right. jail. So. I would assume they were going to do that to them again, but we'll see. Uh, Isabel and Chanel go into the kitchen and they um, put sun suntan lotion and ketchup all over the floor. Big Brother makes them <laughs> makes them clean it up, so everybody knows that it, it was them that did it. And so Isabel, it, everybody gets mad at Isabel because they're like, "What? Why are you doing this when you none of us have a problem with you? You're like brand new." You've been in here for two days and you're already doing things to piss us off. Um, and oh. someone ends up spilling water on Deb- Deborah's bed, which is a complete accident, but nobody says it to Deborah. So this becomes a huge issue yeah. because uh, they think they did it to Deborah on purpose as just part of more of this bullying that's happening. But it was actually just so now things that are just accidents are being construed as bullying in the house. Right. We're getting to that point. Right. Uh and this is where we get a big fight about this. And Lowton and Tom, uh, at different times during this fight, call women the C-word. Uh, oh, definitely. A and it was uncomfortable as hell. <laughs> what? Yep. Yeah, a lot of C-words there. Right, and they're actually referring to women in the house, which is like, wow, you should not be doing that. Yep. Um, no. Chanel really and Lowton uh, get in a big fight before bed. And Lowton... He calls everybody dumb, like everybody in the house is dumb, which that includes mm-hmm. the people who you're friends with, by the way, Loton, but whatever. Oop. And then uh, he gets in a fight with Isabel before he goes to bed. And that was the end of day 18. And then Fro's going to do day 19. No. A day 21, episode 20, I have. Day 19, it's episode sad. 20. Sorry? Trust me. Yeah, this is Saturday. Yes, Saturday. 
It's day 19, episode 20. Yeah. Yes, uh, yes. Sorry. Day, no, it's day 21. It says so. Well, that's not correct. 20. Because, okay. yeah. Anyway, we start with uh, Lawton having a little, like, uh, back and forward recap of what happened uh, uh, last night. Uh, and uh, they don't really, uh, like, she doesn't really make a big case of it. But she kind of talks to him, like, for five seconds. And I call this episode really Lawton. Uh, focused um, and uh, it's it feels like Loton is being being the main focus of this episode uh, and uh, it's kind of interesting because he goes into the the share uh, what do you call it the Big Brother uh, confession booth and he talks about what happened like last night and it seems like a lot of people like are a little like shook up. Of what happened, but uh, they're not a lot, not really talking about it. But uh, then they have a really like funny like clothing uh, <laughs> thing uh, with uh, uh, with with uh, uh, is it Tom? His name is the one with the black hair. Uh, Kieran. Kieran, yes. Uh, and I, I get uh, uh, Savannah into the diary room, and I, I need to sp- uh, speak to you a little about Savannah. What is it with Savannah that I don't like? I don't really get it, because I, I, I think she's really... She's the best of the two new new girls, most definitely. Don't you agree? Uh, sure. She doesn't have a lot of personality so far, but it's only been a few days, so... But I, I, I find her uh, kind of her speaking and things like that kind of, uh, I don't know, not boring, but uninteresting. Uh, then uh, they got uh, a challenge uh, to be most funny. What did you think about this uh, uh, kind of uh, uh, thing they had to, to, to be in front of? Uh, the other teammates are sitting on on chairs, and they're trying to be uh, the most funny. Right. This is the part uh, where she's got the like thing on her head, and she's doing all the weird noises. Right. With Chanel. Right. Right. It's like a task for a party or something. Right. Yeah, I remember. And and Elliot is maybe the least funny person of them all, and uh, 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 the girl that was in braces. Uh, it's against the gay guy. Uh, I I am calling that that because I don't really remember the name. Uh, but uh, I think she was fucking hilarious. Ralph was so so so. I think. Raph. I, I I think I was yeah. Raph. I I was a little disappointed uh, with Raph. But uh, she doesn't but, uh, seem like a very funny person. <laughs> like no, there he, he never. He's never shown himself to be a comedian, so. No. I like him, though. It's maybe the most enjoyable. But uh, what I didn't uh, uh, really think was going to happen was this dancing from Lawton and uh, uh, one of the twin sisters. I don't remember what one of the sisters was. Right, so you're missing a whole lot here from this game. It wasn't only them trying to be funny then two people had to be what sexy and two people had to be yes. smart and 
it was like competing. Uh, people were competing against each other to see who was the most uh, uh, of a certain personality type. So, go ahead. Right. And Savannah can really sing. She has a really great, tremendous singing voice. We find out later she uh, is like a professional. So, yeah. Yeah, but uh, I was really surprised by... by because because uh, she's kind of... It, it is... Maybe this game is the, the, the one where she... Uh, uh, mostly show her colors if you understand what i mean about that she's kind of showing her personality and and uh, i really like that one of the sisters have kind of uh uh clothing and uh but what i didn't understand and maybe you can explain this because sure. uh when they are sitting on the rafters like watching them uh i think ellie is the only not ellie uh, the bimbo with, with the big boobs and the the black uh, hair. What is oh her gosh. name? <laughs> when you do notes, bro, just a tip. Names are important. Yes. Uh, is it Chanel. Big biggest boobs, Chanel. Yes. She has uh, painted uh, cat uh, whiskers yeah, on her face, and it says meow on her forehead. Right. Sure. Did okay. you understand where that came from? Because I didn't see that she got this. It, it, she she was in the... the person who was supposed to be the weirdest or whatever. She was. It was part ah. of her being weird. Yeah. Okay. Because I didn't really get why, why, why she had it. Because when when she does her thing, she has a mannequin head, uh, in her head. And uh, she has, is with Karen, and Karen is also trying to be weird, and he's the most sexy woman I've seen on Big Brother. Right. <laughs> he really looks good in women's clothing. I actually like him. He obviously uh, loses because uh, cross dressing is like not weird. So there you go. Right. But she was really weird. Oh yeah. She was totally. But, uh, but she, uh, he gets the points from the group. So it's kind of weird. Hmm. Uh, then we have a stripping segment. And I have to ask you, was this sexy? Because I did not find this sexy. And this is the new girl. Other new girl. Oh, I thought you were talking about Lotan. Because he does one too. Uh, no, the girl is right. not good at it. Lotan is not... He's a professional. <laughs> so he's doing his right. professional thing. But... He's doing but it to Ellie, so it's incredibly, God. incredibly awkward, because we know Ellie it's has this so huge crush, awkward. but he doesn't want anything to do with her, so why did he pick Ellie uh, if he's trying, I if he, no he said in the past he doesn't want to lead her on, and yet he does this, so, This is yeah. the most leading on ever! Right. And then he, he goes and talks about it to the big brother, uh, overlords. It's so strange. Well... We move on. Uh, I find uh, uh, they are uh, in the beds uh, talking, and uh, Isabel is kind of uh, uh, trying to do her makeup, and Ralph, uh, Ralph is kind of joking with her. And then I get uh, this weird scene because the boys are kind of standing in the beauty parlor where it's uh, Loden, uh, Karen, and. Uh, 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 what Tom. is his uh, last name? Tom. Thank you. And uh, they are kind of talking back and forward about what happened 
before. And I didn't, really didn't think this was... Uh, I didn't understand what they were really talking about there. But it seems like it, uh, they're kind of getting angry out of nothing. Well, then we get to a kind of funny f uh, segment, and it's in the bottle. Uh, we see that the contestants has gotten some beer, something to drink, and they play Spin the Bubble. Uh, what was your favorite uh, Spin the Bubble moment? Uh, this is where... Uh, well, there's only two moments, right? That I remember. Five. Okay. Uh, it's the case. I guess it would be that, right? And the only other one was the lap dance or whatever it was? Yeah. Right. But Loten uh, seems to get angry out of nothing when they are kind of taking a smoke. Do you understand where his anger came from? Because it's this new girl that's kind of angering him, right? Right. She says something about... Uh... She says something about him when they're playing the game, which it's kind of an offhanded right. comment, and he kind of brushes it off at the time, but then he's angry about it later. Yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of like he's he's bringing it back to build his own anger. Well, you know yeah, and mean? it's that thing where like you don't talk, you don't say it to the person, but then you talk behind their back with all these other people about it and go, "Oh, yes, what a jerk!" He, yeah, yeah, and he does it. That's exactly what I I was thinking because he does it when she is in the diary room, where she can't hear that he's talking about her. Right. Uh, then we see the girls drinking a lot of champagne or whatever it is. And they are getting pissed drunk. Uh, it seems like the girls are maybe the one that gets the uh, most, like, drunkest. But you see that Lodin is kind of going from uh, room to room, kind of looking for... Uh, uh, the new girl kind of trying to start a fight again. And uh, you kind of see that the other people are, are kind of they're kind of un understanding that something is going to happen but not quite sure what's going to happen. And it's kind of Chanel uh, that's kind of uh, pushing it to back to uh, Lawton in, in their fighting. So, uh, Lutton uh, goes and discusses it uh, with the bimbo girl, as I call her, and uh, they kind of, they don't fight, especially but they are having arguments back and forth, where I don't see him angering, because he's kind of, he's kind of laughing in the middle of it, uh, and, and not making a big thing of it. But, but He seems really drunk, then, too, though. They're all really drunk at this point, is the thing. Right. Yeah. Uh, but but he seems more relaxed out of it. But then he suddenly clicks. It's like uh, because he sits in the uh, gazebo, can I call it that? Uh, yeah. Then they're smoking and, and he's eating a banana and he's kind of hugging uh, Savannah and kind of flirting with Savannah. It seems like he's kind of hot for Savannah. And it's kind of awkward because Ellie is also sitting there <laughs> and he, he kind of uh, have his arm around her. So uh, Savannah just walks away <laughs> because I don't think Savannah wants ever anything to do with him. Right. He, he was being like, 
he was definitely like uh make kind of making the moves on her but he was doing it in, in a way where a really drunk guy would where he thinks he's yes. being all sly but really it's the most blatantly obvious thing you've ever seen and she's just like i'll just walk away <laughs> so ellie gets mad at uh, at him and then he gets suddenly like out of nowhere he goes totally bananas and he starts knocking on on the escape door uh, because they they have an escape door for fire exit, emergency right. exit, yeah, right. fire exit, and uh, everyone is running to towards that door, and Ellie starts crying because uh, Loten uh, she thinks that Loten uh, left the house gets out of the show, right. yeah. Then we see Loten really, really drunk and and kind of talking in the diary room, and I was. I was pretty sure that he was going to be sent home. Or he was going to leave. Like, he was going right. to voluntarily go. Because he, obviously, he was leave, He ran out of the house. But he just says, I just wanted to go to the diary room. It's like, there's other right. ways to get into the diary room. But all right, whatever. Yeah, and then we see him come back. And uh, we end the episode with a lot of hugs. Right. So, next day, day 20, episode 21. Uh, <laughs> the night before, like Fro said, Loten and Is- Isabel had a really big fight. Um, yeah. And we find out what also happened is... Nothing. Uh, Tom, when they were really drunk, Tom and Loten, like, at the end of the night, were before bed, were, like, wrestling with each other, because that's what these guys do. They get drunk and wrestle without their shirts on. And... Um, <laughs> Tom, like, picks Loten up, and Loten's naked, and he throws Loten on top of uh, Savannah, who's in bed. So she's under the covers and everything, but uh, Loten's, like, on top of her naked. And Big Brother, the next day, calls Tom to the diary room, and they they give him a one-time, or a first and final warning, is what they say. Uh, because he threw a naked guy on top of a girl, like, for without... Yeah, and we get Isabel in the diary room, and she says uh, she feels like she's making the house miserable. Like she's, she came, like she came in here and she started <sighs> all these fights. Even though, well, I guess right. you could see it, like see it that way as like if you would not, um, you know, you came in and then all of a sudden there's fights. But they've been fighting this since day one, pretty much this cast. So, um. But I, I I feel I feel like there uh, and and here's the problem with with, with uh, a house with small groups fighting like this for us outside can seem really really small but but it is a big thing when you're going uh, on each other twenty four seven right you can't you can't get away from each other like yeah you can't or anything leave. like that. And then things Loughton just start to build. Is, yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah, but so what Lawton did here is kind of weird. I don't, I, I don't really understand why he was accepted back in the house. But what will we get in a minute? Or yes, right. Okay. Because right now we get nominations, so we get all our nominations, and who end up getting nominated is Tom, Hannah, Lawton, and Isabel. Uh, mm-hmm. And here's a part in the kitchen where Tom and Ellie talk about evictions again. And I'm like, what the heck? They're again. doing it again. 
<laughs> yes. So we get another task, uh, a daily task, and they have these different kinds of sticker. Each person has stickers, and they have different personality traits on them, and you have to put the personality trait on one of the other housemates, and then they have to sit around and explain to each other why they gave that personality trait to that person. Obviously, they're yeah. gonna Big Brother's going to stir up some fights here, uh, because mm-hmm. Loton is rude to basically all the women again, and he calls somebody, he calls somebody a bitch, but he's, he's saying it to, he's talking to so many people at once. I don't even know which one of them he called a bitch. Um, (sighs) Isabel and Loten fight through this whole task. Basically, even when other people are trying to do their sticker things, Loten and Isabel are fighting about it. Uh, and then Isabel finally in the middle of it just goes, like, what, do you think you're a role model to people? And then she says, are you a role model to your son? <laughs> and Loten gets really upset about this because she's bringing up his oh. son. And Loten, yeah. throw, like, he he has a beer bottle because he's drinking. Because they're drunk at this point already. And he throws the beer around. He doesn't throw the beer bottle. But, the like, no. he s- splashes the beer all around, all over, all these people. It mostly gets on mm. Hannah. So Hannah gets really upset because she's like, what the hell? Of you course. just swilled me with beer. And yeah. Loton gets called like to the dye room. And you get, like, drunk like that. Right. It smells awful. And you're going to have to wash your clothes. And I mean, there's only yeah. so much... Uh, when you have that many people and only one washing machine, like, wa- washing yeah. your clothes is a bigger deal than in regular life, I guess. But uh, mm. Loton gets called to the dye, dye room again. And he's asking to leave again, but Big Brother's trying to calm him down. Tom's there trying to calm down Loton, and Loton's getting really upset now. And Loton, he basically breaks out of the diary room by smashing the door down like a cop, like, yep. you know, shoulder or, like, foot into the door and, like, break through the uh, break through the padlock. Because uh, the door on the diary room locks, but he ends up bashing the door down. So he gets out of the diary room, even though Big Brother told him to be in there. He goes back into the house. I don't know why. He just goes in there and he's kind of stewing around. Like, he's totally... There's no reason for him to go back in, but he just wants no. to. And it, see, it, it seems like he came back to fight, didn't it? Yeah, definitely. He was, he, he was so mad at that point <laughs> that I, I think he could start a fight for absolutely everything. Right, he was... He was he'd seen red at that point. It seemed like he wasn't even like in control of his own emotions and he was probably looking for Isabel, but I think big brother had sent her to the bedroom already. So she wasn't in the living room, but uh, Hannah and Deborah walk in from outside at this point. And Loton just looks over at them and says, yuck. He just says, yuck. That's all he says to them. And I'm like, okay, is that racist? I think that's a little racist. Like why? And he's already been accused on all over social media and other places. Uh, e- like, I watch stuff on, on YouTube to see this. And in the comments, there were people talking about how he's such a big racist and things like that. Yes. Um, yeah, I wouldn't say blatantly, but he definitely, y- you can see him treating people as one class gives, or another class of people. Yeah, He gives hints of being a racist douche. Well, I think this is the part where it really gives it away when he looks at both of them and just says, yuck, and then turns yeah. around and walks back up the stairs, and they get pissed at this, the two girls. Of course. Uh, 
they go start running after him, and Ellie, uh, is taking his side, and so she's trying to stop. What uh, a surprise, Hannah! <laughs> right? What the crazy the girl that's in love with her take <laughs> in, takes in takes him, his side, takes right? What? Well, I mean, it's so pretty weird. much this whole time has been the outsiders versus the clique. So, and she's always been right. on that side, anyways. So, yeah, uh, and they're. Everybody's trying to stop Hannah and Deborah, and then uh, this is the part where Big Brother calls in security, and they call in like twenty security guards. They're like surrounding the whole house. There's security guards all over the place, stopping, like grabbing everybody, sending people from one one room or another. Everybody basically gets split up into separate rooms of the house uh, after this basically pure chaos, which <laughs> like Big Brother's trying to get people to do things. Nobody's doing what he's telling them to. Uh, Deborah is is saying she wants to leave, but Hannah ends up talking her out of it. Uh, she was scared, and I I I right. get that. They were all kind of scared because he's like we he's a giant muscular guy that could probably smash yeah. things or throw things and kill somebody, something like that. And, if you and we've seen his aggressive behavior, that's kind of one of my points. Right. Like, true. We've seen that he he doesn't really care about rules, especially when he destroys the door to the diary room. We see right. that that he's he he, he doesn't listen uh, to. Once he's to, in that in that uh, mindset, it's like he's gonna right. do whatever. Right. This is the par- part where uh, uh, was it? Oh, Hanny, Hannah said that Ellie. She thinks that Ellie hit her in the face. We find out later that didn't happen, or at least Big Brother says it didn't happen. Uh, and we get a clip from this is kind of the end of that day but we get a clip from the next day and it's Lotan getting called to the die room and Big Brother kicks Lotan out of the house for aggressive behavior and singling out housemates is what they say Sing- singling out right. housemates uh, to be aggressive towards which is a long way of saying bullying <laughs> I mean, it was really. I, I I was surprised that they went this far. I would throw him out much longer before because his behavior was been uh, bad for a while. Maybe yeah. m- maybe even worse than the thing he was being thrown out for. He he did like before this. So. All right, so that's the end of that day. This is the day where Tilly was supposed to take notes, but I'll just go over what we have on, like, the Wikipedia page, and if you remember anything from this day, Fro pointed sure. out. But really, this day, like, after... Okay, well, day 21, uh, episode 22, the housemates began the next shopping ta- task, which included uh, the housemates acting like hippies and promoting peace and love in the house. Uh they had to chant when a gong sounded. Whenever there's like a gong noise in the house, they all had to chant, I am one with the big brother house over and over again until it sounded again, then they could stop. And the other thing, they there was this big tree that they added to the middle of the outside part of the house where uh, two people had to touch the tree of love at all times, 24 hours a day. Um, let's see, what else happened in day 22? Uh... Well, obviously, this I is remember. the day that Lotan actually got removed from the house. We saw it. Yeah, we saw a clip of it, but it was from today. And due yeah. to due to his removal from the house, uh, all of the nominations that I talked about last episode 
ended up being voided completely, and Big mm-hmm. Brother made all the housemates face eviction this week. One of the things that I, I was thinking uh, about it is is uh, uh, when they have the one with the uh, Big Brother uh, show, uh, they also actually, uh, I remember it's one of the sisters that f- fell asleep in the bedroom that doesn't hear the gong. I think it's Hannah. Uh, oh, yeah, it was she Hannah. She doesn't hear right. the gong. Yeah. Either that or she just doesn't give a crap. One or the other, but no, she doesn't she get up. Yeah. It, it happens a couple she... times because in the next ep- uh, the last yeah. episode, uh, I think day 23, no, day 22, um, Kieran sleeps through it because they wake the house up with a gong and Kieran's still sleeping and everybody else is doing it. Bye. But uh, what else happened? Uh, day 21, Deborah was given a formal war- warning for her aggressive behavior the night before. So... Uh, yeah. Deborah has a warning, Tom has a final warning, and yeah. Chanel has a final warning. So we have two people Bye. that if they do one more thing, they're getting kicked out. Uh, I guess, and then Lotin this day also got kicked out. Those are the important things, I guess, from day 21. There was some other interesting stuff, but really, after um, Lotin got kicked out, everybody was very calm, because nobody, everybody yeah. was worried, like, oh crap, this has gone way too far. Everybody kind of talked out a lot of their differences, that's kind of a lot of what happened on day 21. So day 22, we have our shopping task still, uh, the hippie commune is what I called it. And uh, Raph and Chanel, they have the fake mannequin head that she was using <laughs> in the task that from Froze, yes. Froze thing. And they put it in Chanel's bed, which is right next to the bathroom. And Chanel hides in the bathroom behind the door. And they call people over to... They say that Chanel has a stomach problem. Like, she, uh, she, they want her to, she wants to talk to somebody. So the person walks over to see her. They see the head. They think, think it's Chanel. And then she jumps out of the bathroom and scares them. And they really oh. get Tom. It looks like he shit his pants. Like, <laughs> yep. Um, scared, yeah. yeah, which was very funny. We get a campfire song task, which was just a boring, horrible <laughs> task that I, like, really would have. They ever had. I would have fast forwarded through this if I was not taking notes on it for sure. Yep. Um, but the house guests, the house guests have to sing positive songs about each other, uh, and they have to write write their own song. And so we go through everybody singing songs about each other. Very boring, not fun part. Uh, Isabel gets Chanel's name wrong in the song, and Chanel gets really upset about this because she calls her Chantel instead of Chanel, and Chanel's like, you would think that people who are your friends would know your, know your name. The real name. <laughs> yes. Right. And, but I think the thing, you can see how heightened the emotion level is just by this, because when you think about it from an outside perspective, uh, Isabel has only been in the house for like four days. Chanel's yep. only known this person for four days, you know, like they're yep. friends in the house, but as far as like, they haven't been friends for their whole life. So She's definitely internalizing this, making it a bigger deal than it really is. And here we get Isabel talking to uh, Savannah and Charlotte, which seems like we got a lot of Charlotte in this episode, but they're talking about Isabel's tan. And Isabel says that it started out, she was just tanning like here and there. And then now she tans like every day. She calls herself tanorexic, 
which I guess is like a some word to say you're addicted to tanning, uh, <laughs> which I would probably agree with her, but I don't know. I don't know if that's a real, that may be actual real, like, disease, so I don't want to, like, make fun of it, you know what I mean? There may be somebody that actually is uh, having that problem. Uh, mm-hmm. So here they, they get a party for the task they passed um, in Froze episode, and they get body glitter people that come in and do body glitter, and three of the girls get, like, what pasties and they do their whole bodies up with glitter and the guys have like glitter beards and things and they all get alcohol again and they have a little party. But I wrote here, this show's not just for the, for the ladies. (laughs) Cause if you're a guy, there's plenty of stuff in the show right here for you. A lot of boobs. There's a lot of fighting and drinking. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and I wrote here they're having a love puddle under the tree because now they're all kind of drunk and they're underneath the love tree and they're all wrapped up in blankets, all of them, like hanging out talking, like in a this little puddle of people, kind of. Um, and this is where we get Raph talking with Savannah. Or no, he's talking with Isabel. And Raph sa- tells her why he voted for Trump, which we really haven't gotten a lot about in, in, except no. for that very first episode. But Raph says he voted for Trump because... Uh, Trump had was somebody who wasn't hadn't been in politics previously, and that he thinks that he, his whole reasoning was sometimes you ha- the bad has to you have to go through something bad f- to get to the other side and have something good. That's what he was thinking. So yeah, which I, that is definitely a reason a lot of people did vote for Trump, even people who oh, yeah, wouldn't have voted for Trump otherwise. But he was supposed to be the outsider candidate, kind of. Um, I'm I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's good. I don't know if it's <laughs> logical either because he was a no, you know, millionaire. But... So being an outsider of politics and, you know, being an insider with the rest of culture, that that kind of culture, yeah. He's still an out- insider there, mm-hmm. but um and Charlotte says she thinks Kanye West should be president. <laughs> <laughs> but she also says she doesn't know a lot about American oh. politics, so um yes. Charlotte seems like somebody I would get along with, but also have really yes. big fights with. Like she's she yes. kind of she's got kind of the same personality as me. You know what I mean, Fro? Mm-hmm. She's very opinionated, but she she'll keep her mouth shut until she feels like her like her. her voice needs to be heard. That kind of person. Yeah. Um. I like yeah, her. I like her too. She seems pretty laid back. She calls herself a bitch all the time, but I think she does that because she. It's like her defense. It's like she's putting up a shield. Right. Um, and this is the, the end of this episode. Uh, there's seriously like seven minutes at the end of this episode where a moth gets into the house and the girls are terrified of this moth and Kieran is just laughing his ass off because he's <laughs> the, he doesn't think this is scary at all, but everybody else, even Tom is like afraid of this moth and he's just like uh, what? laughing Why? so hard he can barely like yeah. breathe. Yeah, and Kieran finally catches it and lets the moth out of the house, and we get our credits. That's the end of this week. Oh, good week. <laughs> A lot of interesting stuff this week. Uh, the last couple days were kind of boring, but mostly because the day before that was so exciting. Right. Is the thing. So right. yeah, and and uh, also this week I'm... we have everybody up for eviction, so that's pretty exciting. I'm so happy we don't have to have Lawton on the show anymore. I was so 
freaking finished with them. Right, yeah, me too. Oh, so happy that we don't need to see him anymore. I think he's he was the worst and the first I wanted to get out of there. He was definitely just there something. for the camera time, and he was starting things on like on purpose. And then towards the end, it, he it seemed like he thought he was in control of the things he was starting, like the game playing that you were talking about, right. Fro. But then towards the end, the reason he got so upset, and I think the reason he ran out, is he realized he had lost control of what he thought he was doing, and he no longer had control of this, and it was turning... The whole thing was turning around and starting to make him look bad, and that's what he mm. ended up... Uh, that's why he ended up, I think, maybe even getting kicked out kind of on purpose, so... Maybe. Yep. So, who's going to be evicted this week, do you think? I think it's going to be Isabel or Hannah. One of those two. I picked Hannah last week, so I'll go Isabel this week, I guess. Yeah. I guess I will go Hannah then. Okay. I think it's going to be one of those two. Uh, Isabel just seems more likely, because like you said, Fro, she's pretty boring. Yeah. I would say Joe, but it's not. It's a vote for uh, who gets evicted, not to save. If it was to save people, I think Joe would be in trouble. That's what I was thinking too. Is that it's a vote to evict this week? But who knows? Maybe when we get to next week, it's not going to be that. But they implied that. I agree with you, Fro. So yeah, if it's to evict, uh, I don't think Joe is in trouble. If it's to keep, I think Joe is in trouble. Sure. So we will see. Uh, Okay. what did you think about wrestling this week? Just two sentences about that. Oh, uh, about it. I think I was the one that joked about the Punjabi prison match the last SmackDown <laughs> yeah. pay per view. Yeah. I was you like did. joking about it. Was we were it was a genuine joke. We were like that, yes. and I even said at the time, I think they'll never do that. Like ah, and now they're doing ah. it. Um, and the Carmella thing i i pretty sure i don't one of us had said like i think it was even last week week before something that we were like but it was again it was a joke we were joking we were like what if they made carmela go win again you know what i mean it was like we were at least i thought we were joking about it like oh yeah they'll never do that that's just stupid why would they do go back and do exactly what they did on the pay-per-view Right. Yeah. So, I kind of understand what they're doing. They're trying to get ratings, so they put the money yep. in the bank match on there to get ratings. But to just do the same, but almost I, I the like same it. ending, even except yeah. the little added on bit to the last part is like, oh my gosh, it's so it's we've turned it's WWE has turned into WCW two thousand, like it's it's at that point now. It's scary. What did you think about the uh, Monday Night Raw? trying to remember anything that happened on Raw. Yep, that is the problem with me, exactly. I remember absolutely nothing but the Colatina clutch on on uh, Heyman. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. Oh, kind of. Uh, yeah, I got nothing. I got nothing from that. (laughs) Yep. But SmackDown was... I, I liked SmackDown this week. I actually liked the women's match. Uh, I it was a good really, match, for sure. 
And yeah. I, I don't mind. I, I wanted her to win. That was yeah. the thing. So oh, yeah. I, I was, would it just, I would have been happier if they just would have kept with the pay-per-view and kept it yep. that way and just left it if they were going to leave it anyways. It's like, just feels contrived and annoying. And like, we know it's kayfabe is dead. Like, <laughs> come on, get over it. Whatever. Yeah. I totally agree. Cool. Beans. Uh, this has been episode 90. Uh, that means that we've done 89 other shows. Go back uh, if you want to. Uh, tell us what we've done good about this show. Tell us what we've done bad about this show. Yeah, give us feedback. We love feedback. Uh, you can get uh, a hold of us on another digital citizen at gmail.com another digital citizen at gmail.com you can also check out audibletrial.com slash another digital citizen where you can get a free book and a 30 day uh, try on audible and it really helps the show uh, if you want to do uh, some support of the show uh, I actually bought uh, a book from audible uh, this week uh, I bought a West conspiracy, the real story of the sex scandal that nearly brought down as a president by uh, Jeffrey Tobin, man that made uh, ah, right. uh, uh, the run of his life, O.J. Simpson book. And this is about uh, Clinton, the Clinton scandal. So, I an interesting book. I've seen a bunch of him. He's on uh, after that book came out. He got hired by CNN, so he's on there all the time. Yeah. You don't have a great respect for that guy after seeing him on CNN no. a lot. Yeah, he's a horrible person. Right, but uh, he can write a book. Sure, we, yeah. we both. Yeah, I mean, he's a good author. Uh, next week we will talk about. Uh, do you have anything to plug before we go into it next week? Sorry. Uh, just WestCoastWrestlingConnection.com. Go check out the TV show. I guess. Yeah. Do it now. Check it out. Uh, next week we will talk of news of the week. We will sadly talk of one of the worst names of a KPU ever, Great Balls of Fire predictions. Uh, we will have the best movie ever tournament. That is going to be a really fun and kind of interesting tournament because I have no clue what to pick. Yeah, we really don't know um, how this is all going to work out, but yeah <laughs> big brother uh Yukai, uh week four and we will do another digital review of despicable me three that's next week uh high five to you look high five back and goodbye everybody goodbye everybody goodbye citizen 